Hey, Brandon. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how Lucas is here to fill our Brad shaped holes. Um, my name is Michael Basinger. With me are uh, Lucas Allen, hello, uh, Matt Polly. Hey there. Together, we are the Inglorious Pastors. Brad is away on assignment. Yep. Um, we send him overseas. Overseas, he's across the proverbial pond yep. or the stream. There's a pond. Is there a pond? There's a between pond. you and here. Yeah, we're gonna have two new ponds back here in the new edition. Oh, double ponds. Retaining yeah. pond makes it uh, the price go up a bit. Probably. Yeah. Waterfront property. <laughs> <laughs> technically, I mean, yes. yeah. you, is this technically a beachfront property? No, it's not. I, I came in the back road for the first. Did time. Did you? It's oh. nice, isn't it? Yeah. It is a little bit faster. I will say that. Yeah. Save me a few minutes. Yeah. Is, that, is that seriously the first time you ever came in the back? Background? Back Only for Matt, not for you. <laughs> okay. I mean, there was, there was at one time in college. Uh, <laughs> okay. one, wandered up to the second floor. Things got weird. <laughs> I feel like we have announcements. Lucas was wearing a caving harness. <laughs> we are still taking questions. <laughs> true. True. Part of that story that part is, is actually true. true. And nothing else. And it's nothing else. We are still taking questions for the uh, the the spouses episode. Uh, we, it's going to get postponed. So we've already had yeah. to postpone it. And then just three three different couples and, you know. Shit happens. Yeah. So we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Still send your questions at uh, 484 Pastored. Um, ask for Jenny. Ask for anyone you would like. Yeah. Um, Seriously, yeah. you got to have fucking questions, right? Yeah. For our, our spouses. Let we, me. Well, like this Christ. Is, like yeah, you would think people would. would yeah, would it's been six fucking in. years almost. Like yeah. you have questions. Yeah, like who do you, who do you think you are? What <laughs> gives you the right? How do you deal with these fuckers every goddamn week? That's gonna be like half of them every goddamn day. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they have to oh, live yeah. with us. All right, here we go. Hubba hubba hubba. Hey hey, what are you drinking? Hey hey, I've been thinking that if. Plans, buddy. It's delicious. Yeah. I forgot to write the message in the group saying we're going live. Oh. oh, I forgot to show you my notification that it was live. Oh, so everybody That's else weird. is a sucker. Everyone always says I can't get load of notifications for going live. Maybe you just follow me whenever I go live. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I don't, I don't know. know. There's a trick. Anyway, uh, I'm drinking Blanton's in honor of our our guest, um, Alice Connor. Because I think she mentioned it at some point. She I likes believe bourbon she did, and yes. likes Blanton's. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, it's Blanton's. I mean, uh, yeah, it's good. So, I've had better cheers. bourbons, but it's it's excellent. Yeah, that's it, your that's I mean, your uh, that's your go to, man. You... Honestly, I do have a different one now. Uh, I'm blanking on what it is. It's the uh, it's got like a a, a a a mauve label of some sort. I don't remember what it is. A mauve label. Yeah, I've got a bottle at home. It's delicious. It's mauve purple. We have a, we had it here too. That's like it's like pink. a pinky brown, dusty, it's like a, dusty pink. Yeah, it's like a darker Pepto Bismol. <laughs> I can't think of what I, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on what it would it's be. It's fine. Uh, it, I we we have a bottle in there somewhere. It's I think it's in the back. Oh okay. So, I don't know. Like I'm, a, I'm really actually I'm kind of curious now, but I'm blanking. Well, you so. can look in your cabinet. I don't, I don't care. I'm that not much. that curious. Not All right, so shit. I'm drinking Blantons and water. What do you got? Uh, I see. During the interview, I will have have had uh, uh, Yellowstone. Um, I think it's, uh, I don't remember what year it is. Uh, anyway, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Um, 
It's hand-picked collections from Big Red Liquor. Uh, it's a single barrel, actually. Yeah, it's really freaking good, man. I don't, you don't hear a lot about it, but yeah, every time I've had it, it's been fucking delicious. So, uh, and then I had a Boddington's. I went old school. Yeah, I went English pub beer. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Tell you what, I went to the liquor store the other day, right before we came to your house. I was like, uh -huh. I'm gonna buy some good, st some decent stuff. Yeah. Because so, Lucas isn't going to have anything decent. Well, no, I, it wasn't. I mean, himself. yeah. I mean, I, I make that part of the invite. I'll have some bottom shelf. Oh, yeah. We know, knew that. Some like. fucking St. Paulie's girl or something like that. That yeah. was not me. No, you had St. Paulie's girl. No, your someone brought it. It Don't was still at, shit on It was me. still at your house. I know. Lucas, it was there it. for months. <laughs> Dust off the hams. Oh, shit. Hams is much better than St. Paulie's girl. Um, and that's a fucking low bar. So, uh, anyway. So I, I went and I was gonna buy some shit from Cedar Creek. Uh -huh. So I took a four pack of their Haze Storm, which is like their hazy IPA. Yeah, I love it. It's great. I took it over and he rang that shit up. It's twenty dollars for a four pack. Fuck. I was like, "Fuck <laughs> off!" <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put that back." Yeah. And then I brought something else up, and he was like, "Well, this is like fifteen for a four. I'm like, "Fuck me, man!" Nope. So I was like, "Fuck it." So I grabbed some Boddingtons. <laughs> so I grabbed some Boddingtons, like eight dollars for a four pack of pint cans. This weekend, Matt learns to read price tags God. before. Well, they don't have any fucking price. Like, the price tags are just a shit show at this yeah, big red Yeah, what's the deal with places just not telling prices? I, Fuck I, you. I don't know. They just don't. Like, Elitist they, well, they, bullshit. Or they put, like, tags on there, like, from, like, three beers ago. And yeah. They don't change it. and yeah. So you're just guessing. Like, I'm not paying $20 for a four-pack of fucking anything, especially that. I Something like the storm. can walk up the street in Martinsville. Well, fuck, even that. It's, like, $7 for a pint up there. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing, man? Yeah. God. Like, I love you, but stop it. Um, and then I'm also, like, right now I'm having from Duclaw Brewing Company, which we've had their stuff before. Duclaw. It's called... Uh, Tell me what I can and cannot do when I rock. It's a little John Rubin for you. Who? John Rubin. I don't know who John Rubin is. He's the uh, the the more... Rel well, not really anymore. <laughs> he was more relevant, Toby Mac. He was a white rapper, Christian rapper. So, uh, he... he He's talented, but you know it's it's over. Mm. We're done. <laughs> it's it's over. He's it's done. Over. I was thinking Pigeon it's, John. Oh, I've heard of Pigeon John. LA's not the same guy. I've heard of John Rubin. Yeah, I've never heard him. But. He did, you never heard John Rubin? No. You got mailers about him when you were a youth minister. I'm sure I did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right alongside the Toby Mac ones. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, he is signed by Toby Mac's record label. So that yeah. sounds about right. Or was. anyway, uh, so. it's called Dirty Little Freak. It's the it's a coconut caramel chocolate brown ale. And it's delicious, and it's only 5.8%, which I fucking love. Because yeah. beers like that are usually Imperial Stouts, yeah. and they're like 12 goddamn percent, and you're just you're drunk halfway through it. I mean, I, just I don't want see why that's a problem. But. It's not all the time, but sometimes I just want to drink something and not get fucking hammered. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we're going to light ABV except for the Yellowstone. There we go. Lucas, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I think I had the same spirits that Matt had. Well, you did. You also had the Starlight... Uh, Starlight Distillery, the rye. rye whiskey, yeah, yeah, which is delicious. Yeah, that was great. And I'm finishing off a uh, Founders Oktoberfest, and that's and that's a good, so good, man. Yeah. Again, and that's that's like Founders and Sam Adams are one of the few breweries left that make cheapish beer. Yeah, that was fifteen bucks for a fifteen pack. Yeah, all day, man. All yeah. fucking day long. It's going to be good. Same Sam price Adams. of Miller and Budweiser. Yeah, yeah anymore. It's yeah. so expensive. Yeah. God, beers. Speaking of inflation, beer's fucking ridiculous. I was made for such a time as this. You were. For such a time as yeah. this, Lucas. Me and my gutter pal. We all make fun of his gutter pal. Was there a song? He's going to be laughing his way all the way. Oh, I'm sure there were several, but I think there was. Oh, I think there was one in the like Cassie Bernal post Columbine. 
Oh, stuff. I feel like she was a for such a time as Boy, this. R.I.P. Christian Christian <sighs> martyr complex. Boy, yeah. But, she believed in God, and they got her brains blown out underneath yeah. the library table. Oh my so, God! Yeah, Wayne Watson. He had a song called "For Such a Time as What this. year was it? Wayne uh, Watson, ninety-eight. Oh, that was pretty Wayne cool Watson. Okay, so I was wrong. One point twenty-one gigawatsons. <laughs> is, is, is that Randy's brother? Randy, Randy Watson. Watson. Say, so Brad will uh, get that. You won't get that. I don't. Ameri- coming to America. Sexual chocolate. I've seen it like twice in my life. Oh I don't my know. God. I, don't, I fucking I know. love that movie. You guys watch a movie like once and you can quote like 30% yeah. of the script. I don't or they, they don't have only seen five movies and they just keep watching them back to back. <laughs> well, that is also true. I will <laughs> yeah. admit to that. Yep. Um, I've yeah. seen Money Moneyball more times and it's probably healthy. Monty yeah, Ball? Moneyball. Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Brad a good Pitt movie. And yeah. It's a fun, good sports movie. I'm just a little bit. In the middle, life is It's not Joan Hill singing that, by the way. I, I know, yeah, I know. It's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that song was a hymn of reconstruction. That's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's back when. in that too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he plays the A's manager. Uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. He's dead to me. Yep. Rest um, in power, buddy. <laughs> rest in power. Uh, all right, let's. I guess we'll do bright side. Okay. You're listening to Look on the Bright Side with uh, Mr. Brightside himself. Uh, here he is. Always Pauling. Yeah. But, uh, Speaking of Monty but, uh, Python, I just watched Live at the Hollywood Bowl again. Oh, I never watched Boy, that. Boy, that's... Uh, what was that? Uh, it was Monty Python Live at the Hollywood Bowl in L.A., and... Uh, Boy, it's uh, there's some stuff in there. I'm not sure, but play play now. <laughs> well, like, I don't think you can take anything from almost no. 50 years ago and play yeah. it down. No. Like, nope, still holds it's, up. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there were a couple. Of, I was like, well, that's that's a well, thing uh, that happened. That's what happened um, to me with Ace Ventura. Man, that is a terrible movie. Well, 20 years ago, like it's it was offensive. a joke that someone was gay. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, or trans, 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 trans yeah. Wow, well, that was yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really bad. So. Yeah. Don't watch Ace he, Ventura. He found Captain Winky. Yeah, yeah boy. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, things are positive. Oh, uh, Bright Side. We had a we had a party at Lucas's house. Yeah, I didn't. And you fucking couldn't be there. God damn it! I had to fucking. Work I know your family was there. Springfield. I know. God damn it. Um, it was just a way to turkey. Lucas fried a turkey and looked like Anakin Skywalker when he got done with it. And, <laughs> but it was fucking it. delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was black. It was dark. Thick crust on yeah, there. Yeah, there was a crust on there. Um, but it was just a pitch-in with just a bunch of randos. Who, who randos. did you invite? Just rando people? Or was it like... Yeah, you, I mean... There was a little uh, like ex, Exodus guys, Worship Band reunion. Yeah, <laughs> some some folks that were at the previous church over yeah. a decade ago. Yep. And then uh, friends. I don't know. Yeah. I, I G- mean, Gifford was there. Yeah. So I haven't seen Jeff in a long time. Jeff was Jeff was there. Yeah. Jeff Reed was there. Yeah, so it was just kind of mm-hmm. different. I mean, circles of people that are connected to us, but yeah, and separate. loosely connected to each other. Some and yeah, yeah. a lot of people yeah. kind of knew each other. And, yep. So it was fun. Half the petty thieves were there. Yeah. 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 So. Brandon wasn't there. I take Brandon, it. No. No Brandon. Goddamn Brandon. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was fun. It was just it was real low key. It was colder and balls out, so we were inside Lucas' house, which was nice. I th- I was fearful it was gonna be outside. I was like, I'm gonna freeze to death out oh, here. No, but no, no. um anyway, yeah, it was it was just it was it was just a nice laid back Saturday. We got hammered a little bit and 
got a little high. Um, I got a lot high, actually. <laughs> I got the right amount of high. I'll Dude, say that. I was, I was not there. Totally I was not there, but I heard the there level was a certain of people that were high. There was a certain friend of ours that's never been high before that was high and don't, it was don't say their fucking name. hilarious. I won't. <laughs> and I am so jealous that I wasn't there. I'm like, it was it was magnificent. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was just I don't know. It was just a really laid back, easy going time. So. Well, so, that was yeah. going on in one end of the house. <laughs> <laughs> it just was in the burnout room. Yeah. <laughs> in the, uh, I, I love that that was the pastor's community that was the high, that were the fucking high ones. <laughs> the in-law suite. Who would have thought? Yeah. Was taken over by the by the weed heads. <laughs> Token on the weed. Um, Bunch of Fish and Dave Matthews band fans. <laughs> Who would have thought? We just call him Dave. Um, <laughs> That's just Dave does. <laughs> um, you'll get that later. Um, yeah, so that's, that, a, that's a future joke. <laughs> that's a future callback. Yeah, that's a call forward. Hey, but time is relative, so yeah, it, it, yeah, it, right. it's already happening. It's happening now. We're it we're has just happened. Here. This, guys, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We're fucking doing. We it. We are doing it. Um, that that is my bright side as well. Yeah. I mean, I we haven't done one of those. We haven't had a big party either summer or turkey in three or four years, probably. So uh, it was nice to kind of get back in the saddle. And then uh, so after our meal, uh, my son and his girlfriend played some music in the living room. And they're so good. Really talented. Yeah. And then after that, I kicked them off and just we had like seven guitars and mandolins and banjos and yep. tried to get some participation going we got we got people playing yeah. but nobody from the pastors crew they were all too big well sarah sarah sarah, sarah oh, wait sarah. sorry that is a sarah did play guitar. sarah did play i brought that she, up she was not big so yeah so not baked. and that was awesome because i was like yelling at people like hey you can play guitar sit down and then i just see her like grab a guitar and she's like can i play this i'm like yeah <laughs> she's jamming along with us so yeah. i loved it but yeah that was definitely those i love those things i could just play some Almond brothers tunes or something oh man i've been do you know any Allen Brothers too? I don't actually. Couldn't tell you one. Play some Bill Mallory. Oh, I I will say as a as a unique um, bright side to not just do the same one as Matt. Uh, my son had his jazz band concert last week. Oh, they're fucking great. Yeah, he, uh, he they played an Allman Brothers song in jazz band. And nice. And uh, so that like I kind of worked on him to get him into the Allman Brothers. Um, <laughs> When he was in a very different phase of his life, I was mm -hmm. like, they're kind of country, like Leonard Skinner, Redneck. And he was like, okay. And then he got into jazz band, and Allman Brothers are like Leonard Skinner with jazz. And uh, so it came full circle to yeah. him and the jazz band at school playing an Allman Brothers song. And they're crazy talented. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. sick. So, yeah, um, I, I, felt, I thought I wrote one down. Apparently, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, it's, everything's been fine. It, like, uh, not fine as in, like, fine as in, oh, it's been terrible. Because um, usually that's what fine means. Oh, I just fucking, it's fine, it's fine. It's, fine. Uh, it's, it's been good. And I haven't really had any, I, I got uh, my booster shot, and that knocked me out for a couple of days. Yeah. So that, that sucked. Um, I did, we, we went and had, so, so last week we didn't have a podcast, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, we went and, and, um, Basically paid our debt to uh, Jason. Oh, Jason yeah, Duncan. I fucking forgot. God, so, that was a great night. Yeah, too. he's been on Shit. the show several times, and I yeah. wish Jess could have made it as well. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, so so totally about that. instead yeah. of doing a podcast, we paid him back for all the times he's been on our podcast. Yeah, uh, and and took him out to dinner, and it was a good time. Nye Brewing, so, Nye Brewing up in Plainfield. Had no know. idea. Can recommend. Driven wow. by yeah. it probably five hundred times. Yeah, it's right by your boss. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, um, good good beer. It it's good. a it is a, by the way it is the same people that own uh, Brewlink. That's why uh, okay. they do some of their beers there. It's somebody the almost died while we were there. Yeah, somebody was choking. Yeah, It's all the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. Dang, um, man. That's pretty that was, sweet. That was weird. It, it was weird, yeah. But there were some good beers there, man. Good yeah, beers was, and the food was, was great. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the burger we had? It's called the Beast. It was uh, bison, elk, Ooh. beef, and there's a fourth one in there, too. Some kind of buffalo, meat, some kind of meaty animal. Is bison and buffalo? Bison the same and buffalo. Thing? Bison okay. and buffalo are the same Fuck, thing. I can't remember what it was. What the other one was? But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was good. It was just a, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was a good. And, night. They, and they didn't like, they don't dress the shit out of those burgers. It literally is a bun burger and cheese, and they put some lettuce and tomato on the on side. On the side, yeah. And yeah. then you, you get whatever it. you want, like yeah. on the side, right? That's it. There's yeah, no fluff. Awesome. It was good. It was delicious. It's just a straight up fucking great burger, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. Tia says, Lucas, my dog is staring at you intensely and talking, staring at you talking intensely. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hi, doggy. Hi, I'm, pup. I read that as my dog is staring at you talking intensely, like the dog is talking There's intensely. no comma there. Yeah, I know. I know. That's, <laughs> that's how I read That'd be better if there was. My dog is intensely staring at you talking or... I don't think I. I mean, Tio's probably blowing bonk hits in his face. So it's only a matter of time. For I might dog, be pretty so. intense for you a, right now. Yeah. There is a picture of his dog in the in his profile. It is. I think that's a, a past dog. Oh, I think well, that's a late dog. Well, sorry, Tio. I think that dog has crossed. You the were you were the lost. best dog. That dog has crossed the Rainbow Bridge. I think he's yeah. a good boy. Yeah. Um. R.I.P. Yeah. What What are we doing? We doing? Oh, we should do bright side. Okay. Now, did everybody go? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do I need to like follow Gary Busey on Twitter or something? No, if you if you want to, well, let's do music <laughs> okay. segment. We'll be here. Say some music times. There's nothing more than three white guys like more than two philosophize about why they're right about the things they like. I'm glad that we kept it to three white guys. You know, yeah. We did try to diversify. Ambient noise. Here's raps and riffs. So you can't play this one monks three on. Three white yeah. boys. <laughs> he has been on. So. But you still had three, I think, present. Three, so uh, three white men. It's not a podcast if you don't have three Enjoy white men present. The show. Yeah. You can have That's women and people of color. It's the Holy right. Spirit. Yeah. Right. Non-binary. Yeah. 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 Right. All right, this is music time. We're going to play some music songs. Matt, what do you got? <laughs> uh, one of my favorite bands, Idols. New album last week. Billy? Nope, brother Kyle. Oh, Kyle Idols. Idols. Um, uh, <laughs> the band is Idols. The album is Crawler. The song is The Wheel. So 
I just I fucking love this band so much. I found them a few years ago before they really sort of hit. Yeah. And God, they're just good. His that, voice and their music just match perfectly. How old is that, that was, lead singer? Not very. <laughs> he old. sounds old. That was not what I because I've seen Idols yeah, a lot, but I don't think yeah. I've heard them. You need to see the ti- you need not, to see their Tiny Desk concert for NPR. Uh, it's fucking cool, great. Yeah. Yeah. I want all albums just to be Tiny Desk concerts. <laughs> That's Boy, there's just some all there's I some want. really good ones out yeah. there. Why haven't yeah. they re- like people need to just release those? Anderson Pack did album. one that was great. Yeah, uh, Chance the Rappers was good. Oh yeah. Uh, Wilco had a great one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dave did one. I mean, solo. Dave who? Dave Matthews. He's not up to Seals level. Yeah, you can't just. Maybe in the '90s you could say Dave, and we knew who you're talking about. But now it's like Dave Ramsey. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> See, all we did was exchange one bald guy for another one, and it's the same fucking thing. Uh, I know, man. We got the same fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. An affinity for Dave Ramsey. No. That's not it. Love him. There's none of that here. I don't shit on Dave Matthews too much, but... I don't, I, do. I don't know that he's it's a mononymous. It's probably a not. Probably not kiss. like he was. You're, you're yeah. probably right. If I was like, hey, I'm going to go see Fish and maybe Blues Traveler, and then, of course, I'm going to see Dave. Well, yeah. Well, I would know. Yeah. Context clues. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Letterman? Anyway. No, Letterman? stop it. <laughs> Lucas, what do you got? <laughs> okay, so this is an artist I discovered last week, or a duo called Jackson and Sellers. Um, it's uh, Michael? Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson this, and this Peter Sellers. Shanna Sellers? This is Tito or Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> so here goes. Sounds like Waterdeep right here. Yep, it does. But give it a second. God, it does sound like Lori. Okay. So I'm in. It's um. So the two singers, the they're two singer-songwriters who like met from like planet yeah. festivals or whatever and i think they're just in that kind of like singer-songwriter vein yeah a little yeah. americana yeah but like there's so much of that like dirty heavy guitar uh-huh. on this yeah. it reminds me of rilo kiley do you remember that oh yeah, yeah. Rilo uh-huh. kiley. yeah. love rilo kiley yeah i like that but uh yeah and the album i mean it's just their voices are really great together and they slap so jackson plus sellers there we go um, so Taylor Swift dropped an album, uh, a re-release Taylor's exactly. version. I love that she's doing this. Um, I, I just I mean, it, it's so great. The record yeah. company that bought her yeah. shit yeah. and won't yeah. just fuck them all. Uh, anyway, so uh, she did a ten-minute uh, release of the song "All Too Well," which is like, it, it's like it is a deep cut for her, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. like one of her most popular songs. They didn't do a video; it wasn't a single. Yeah. Um, but they they did with this re-release. They they fixed that and yeah. they did a ten-minute of the original like vision yeah. for the song they did a sh- Taylor did a short film uh with the 10 minute song um anyway but it, but it reminded me of a cover of the original um that I just I, I fucking love so this is Dan Campbell playing all too well so I walked through the door with you the air was cold something about it felt like home somehow and I Left my scarf there Your sister's house And you've still got it In your drawer Even now 
my wide singing in the I get to, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit I want you to hear the chorus Well maybe I'm, I think it might be coming up I'm not familiar with the original so And I know it's long gone And that magic's not here no more That might be okay But I'm not fine at all Cause here we are again On that little side Alright let me just get a lot of that Should have researched this earlier where the point was. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Fucking love it. Yeah. Great song. Great cover. It's different than the original. I love it. So her yeah. uh, her Saturday Night Live performance, instead of doing two songs, she, she did, did ten, the one, the, yeah, the full ten, ten minutes. But yeah. I was like, she's Taylor fucking Swift. She, she could yeah, still do she another wants. song. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Bruce, I think Bruce Springsteen did like three his yeah. last time he was on. I mean, well, he's like, fucking Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, they can do whatever they want. Don't yeah. make you me get to that level, say you can things do that are going to get me online hate. But yeah. <laughs> I love Taylor still. Yeah. Uh, you got any more? I do. All right, let's uh, so I've been waiting on this album for a long fucking time. Uh, they've been teasing it for at least a year. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Oh yeah. Put out. They put I out an album that. together as Silk Sonic. That's what they're going as. Okay. It's called okay. Evening with Silk Sonic. Mm. It's nine songs of just funky, sexy R and B goodness. Um, Silky Sonic. This. Yeah. I mean. Anyway, oh. I love Anderson okay, Pack. He's one of my favorite artists. Yeah. Velvety awesome. Hedgehog. And, and Bruno is just. He's great too. So uh, this album, the album's called "An Evening with Silk Sonic." The song is called "Fly as Me." What'd you fucking say, Velvety Hedgehog? <laughs> First, I thought he said Velvety Head Job, and then I was like, "Oh no, he I'll said Hedgehog," t- and that's even funnier. I'll, I'll take either one. Yeah, Velvety Head Job, give me that all day. <laughs> Velvety Hedgehog. Okay. Uh, anyway, the, the song's called "Fly as Me." This is exactly what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> the next song features Th- Thundercat and Bootsy Collins. So oh, shit. They got Bootsy involved. This song is like all ego, man. Yeah. Play to the chorus. Let me get to the chorus areas. Somebody this fly, and you deserve to be seen with somebody as fly as me. 
All right. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I just, like that. It's just ego and just, I mean, it's just sugar and yeah. sweetness yep. and funk, and it's great. Uh, I love it. The album's called Songs to Fuck, too. Uh, there are some on there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is uh, another artist that just came up to me on the street, just walked up and was like, hey, listen to my music. <laughs> listen to this. Uh, just came hey, up. Handed you a CD. I realized that it's really good once I'm like listened to an album on Spotify just to let it play because mm-hmm. the algorithm, whatever, is so good that like within a few songs I'll hear something and I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Like, so this is one of those. This is... Uh, Song called Lori Rolled Me a J. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. Yes. John Craig is the artist. I feel like I've heard of him. I don't know why I was. I got my wings clear. I got my trunk check. Supposed to last me through the apocalypse. I spent it all on some leftist shit. As a fuck you to him and Mike Pence. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <what I> like. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? Uh, that Stephen Dunn? Yeah, that one guy we had on that podcast. I can't remember it his name. Does. Yep. Of every yep. animal. Is this the new flood? Is this the new plague? Is this the rapture? Or just the first wave? My lungs are clean. But yeah. you get the vibe. He's got a good... Uh, it's all like it's very it's like the song of the year like it's yeah. just very like yeah you know 2020 That's, 2021 i like yeah. that a lot um he does have a great line in there about a girl who does wim hof and cold showers it's, <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so Michael, yours was Dan Campbell. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. I already deleted it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. Lucas, oh, yeah, yeah. It was Dan Campbell. Who'd you have? Uh, Jackson plus Sellers. Oh, that's right. And John Craigie. C-R-A-I-G-I-E. And then there's Phil- Phillips, Craigie, and Dean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that may be our first Phillips, Craigie, and Dean reference on this <laughs> no, podcast. No, it's not. It's not? No, we uh, fucking had one before. Oh. I guarantee you we have. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to do... Uh, let's do I want to do this one it's called Virtue at Rest uh, I played one of this guy's songs before um, and I just did a deep dive into it like I really like that song so I'm going to dive into that album and this is a different album but uh, it's John K. Sampson is the uh, the artist S-A-M-S-O-N um, the song's called Virtue at Rest so here we go Now that the treatment and antidepressants and seven months sober have built me a bed in the back of your brain where the memories flicker and I paw at the synapses, bright bits of string. You should know I am with you. No, I forgive you. No, I am proud of the steps that you've made. No, it will never be easy or simple. No, I will 
dig in my claws when you You know what that that sounds like it's a fucking uh Tiny so Desk concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Just give me all the tiny. Uh, this isn't a Tiny Desk concert, like but give it to me, y'all. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Who was that? John K. Sampson, S-A-M-S-O-N. Okay. So, yeah, this concludes right. music time. Peace. All right. Meditating with Gary Busey. I'll tell you this. You have to <laughs> you have to remember to chase and catch your dreams, because if you don't, your imagination will live in empty spaces, and that's nowhere land. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh shit. I didn't realize I could just Google. Yeah, yeah, just Google quotes. Gary Busey quotes. Fun the whole day long. You can Google <laughs> anything, Lucas. <laughs> can you Google these balls? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going to show up. <laughs> All right. You ready gargle to these Google. balls. <laughs> Ligma. Ligma. <laughs> bad case of Ligma. All right. Oh, you know what? I did not prepare for news feed. I don't have a... F- oh, don't shit. I- <laughs> you don't have any you news feeds. I think I have some old ones. I'll, I'll be... Matt, just make yours extra long. I've got we'll, two. We'll do, we'll do your two right on the top. Yeah. All right. I can go. do one with the facts ones. Can we do the facts ones? No, do whatever you want. <laughs> I think you're in the driver's seat. I'll pull up. I'll pull up an extra just in case. I really thought I was prepared for this podcast. <laughs> Apparently not. Clearly not. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay, so this is an update of a story we've been doing for a number of years now. What is that? Is that you? Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Um, the grandmother who sent the text uh-huh. to oh yeah, yeah about Thanksgiving dinner, and it was not her grandson. Uh, in 2016, Jamal Hinton, then 17, received a text from a grandmother inviting him over for Thanksgiving dinner. The thing was, it wasn't his grandma. So we've done the story a number of times. It's a fantastic story. <clears throat> he asked her. He says, "You're you're not my grandma." And he says, "Can I still get a plate?" And she says, yes, that's what grandmas do. They feed everybody. So they've been doing this since 2016. Uh, I believe it was last year uh, Wanda's husband passed away from COVID. And they weren't going to do it, and they decided to. um, And they are doing it again this year as well. And uh, he actually, he brings his, uh, Jamal brings his, I believe it's girlfriend, maybe fiance, I'm not 100% sure, um, has been bringing her for a couple years as well. Um, But, yeah, this is like an ongoing tradition for them is – and I just I love that keep we brought, I think we brought this up four different times maybe, um, but anyway yeah they they she lost her husband, um, but he said, and he said that that dinner was a little shaky at first they were back to normal in about five minutes just told jokes and stories about the nice. husband and you know I it's just I don't know man and this this world's a pile of shit and fucking burning down but there's yeah. still good things that happen man and and like like Wanda said family's more than blood it's the people you want to be with and you just feel good with that's family. Yeah. That's the pub. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people have said that in the pub that it's just you can choose your family. What's the mm-hmm. pub? The uh, dollar uh, dollar get you nuts. Uh, um yeah, patreon.com slash Coster's Podcast. Um anyway, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just wanted to bring up it's still happening. I'm yeah. gonna keep bringing this fucking up every year because if they keep posting the story, 
it just keeps happening. It's just a, it's just a really good feel good story. So anyway, yeah. that's that. Uh, now for a not as quite feel good story. Oh yeah, I love these. Boss punishes an employee for taking time off after his mother's death. Oh man! So he destroys the entire business. Oh, oh good. <laughs> okay, you ready? <laughs> Hang on. Nearly 20 years ago, I was a brewer at a brew pub. The owner was a complete lunatic and an utter a-hole. Before I was hired, he had already purchased the brewery equipment used, used from a closed microbrewery. Problem is, it was literally four times larger than it needed to be for the size of the place. And to top it off, he was selling big three beers, too. And it was a Pugsley system. He said brewers will know. I don't know. If Casey probably knows. I don't know. Anyway, but I made it work. Even got the stupid ring-walled yeast to behave, but I only needed to brew about three or four times a month. Molly's sister? <laughs> she's never mind uh, i've worked at places we brewed that much a week so i wasn't needed anywhere near 40 hours a week and i was salaried so i decided so i decided so he decided i needed to work night manager at least two nights a week to fill out my hours he said that was fine it was an easy gig so after our first year he advertised a huge anniversary event with specials on food and drink food specials commercial beer specials and didn't even mention that we made our own much less put put anything on special Jeez. idiot not too long after, I got my first vacation in over a year, and he was mad at me for insisting. But life was stressful, not least of which because my mom was in hospice with stage four cancer. But her condition was such that she said my wife and I should go. She'll be fine. So we went camping for a week. The day before our trip was to end, we got word she had died. So his mom dies while he's camping oh, man. with his wife. Uh, two days later, my family didn't know how to reach us. Only she did. We rushed home, which was a six-hour drive. And on the way, I called my boss and told him what had happened and that I probably would not be in on Monday as I planned. This was on Saturday. I found out later from a bartender that he then whined at the chef that I was probably going to want more time off. I did, in fact, take Monday off, but I went in on Tuesday to do my night manager shift. Now, my mom's wishes were to be cremated with no embalming, so by the time I got home, she was already cremated. So the memorial service was planned for two weeks later, right before Labor Day weekend. There was to be a memorial on Thursday and an interment. 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 Okay, they spelled it wrong. Uh, for the family Friday. So I planned and made sure that the servers were full and I would, wouldn't need to brew for at least a week. So he covered his bases, right? Yeah. That Wednesday, the boss comes and tells me he wants me to work night shift on Thursday and Friday. Normally, I do Tuesday and Wednesday nights to make up for the time I'd taken off to help my dad out. Jesus. Wow. He, wanted, he wanted me to come in after my mom's funeral. I flatly refused, at which point he said, fine, but I have to work a double shift on Saturday. I nearly lost it. I walked away, and after I cooled off, I went back and told him I was no longer going to do the manager shifts, and that I wanted to switch to hourly for brewery work only. He was angry, but stuck. He needed me in the brewery. <laughs> Things started calming down, but after a few weeks, I noticed my paychecks were less than I anticipated. Mm. I hadn't been tracking my clock in, clock out very closely, because prior to this, I only clocked in, so I would get logged in to do manager function. But I happened to have a couple slips in my wallet, and because I still had manager access... Discovered he'd been altering my hours, eventually cheating me out of around 20 hours in six weeks. Mm. Jesus. And that's when I hatched my plan. <laughs> oh, God. I was done with this asshole. Remember yeah, that Ringwood yeast? Ringwood or Ringwald? He went both ways. Ringwald. Well, I did earlier, and now it says Ringwood. Anyway, we'll go with Molly, Molly Ringwald yeast. Uh, in a brewery, you harvest yeast for a fermenting batch to use to brew a later one. And since we were slow, if it often had to be stored for a while before it got used, but you had to use it within 30 days. 21 is better. Or it goes sour and starts dying. Dying. Normally, I would take other steps to ensure it stayed clean and healthy, but not on the last batch I harvested. It just went into the cold room and stayed oh, there. Shit. I stopped going in very often, just logging tank levels to make sure nothing ran out and made him suspicious. I would even go in to make sure he wasn't in that day and later message him that I had brewed. I hadn't. <laughs> and I waited. 
On day 45, after I got the check for the last hours I work, I overnighted my keys in with a resignation letter. He called me the next day screaming. I told him I knew what he I knew what he'd done and I wouldn't be back. I don't know what he looked like when he went into the brewery cellar and discovered he had empty fermenters, nearly empty serving tanks, dead yeast, and almost no grain. It's a pity, really. After that, he tried to hire my former assistant, who was working in another brew pub by then, because the asshole had forced him or forced me to fire him to save money. He laughed at him. He then apparently got the underage son of one of the brewers at a nearby pub, which he had originally been part of, to brew for him, but had to fire him because he kept getting drunk in the cellar. Oh, my God. So he tried doing it, and I heard they stopped brewing entirely eventually, and about a year after I left, he folded. Staff showed up one morning to padlock doors. I drove through there a few years back, not only gone, but the building was torn down. Wow. Damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he put the hurt to that guy, man. Is that like a, a Reddit "Am I the asshole?" post, or is that no? Like I don't think so. This article. came off Board Panda, so I don't know. Okay. But yeah, I mean, way to go. I mean, fuck these people, man. Stop! Yeah. Don't be dicks to your employees. Mm-hmm. When are people gonna? F- I think people are learning now. I think there's uh, yeah, and that, that's the big thing from. I, I think, think people are learning from the pandemic from, that you just you can't do this anymore. People aren't gonna put up with now. it. You know yeah. what you're worth yeah. and what you're willing to put it up with, yeah. and people aren't doing it. They're anymore. not doing it anymore. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, man. Lucas, um, Lucas, I have like 20 now, so it's okay. Good. Well, this is one that <laughs> kept showing up in my like Didn't take long in my news feed, um, in my actual like news news feed. And I don't know why I get weird, like you know, music stuff, but it's usually music I like. But for some reason, I kept getting this article about a band called Brass Against. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> this popped up in the pub a couple times. Yeah. Oh, and I, I had seen, seen it. it a bunch, and then it popped up in the pub, and I was like, finally, because I was like, I don't know if... I've never heard of but it's a Rage Against the Machine brass cover band, and they slap. I had to check out some of their stuff. But so, so the gist is, I mean, the article I have here is... Uh, Sophia, the lead singer, apologizes for, get this, urinating on a fan's face during the live show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, you can, you can, there's plenty of articles about it and you can see the video. Apparently, she had been saying during the concert, like, I got to piss, I got to piss or something, like, for a while. And so. A willing fan was like, here. A willing, and that's the thing. It was a willing fan laid down on the stage. She. Just blasted his face with pee. Oh my god! I just I got. Now I, is that just like is that is that considered a sex act because of people like? I kind of wonder, man. I, I don't. don't I don't think it should be. I mean, but it kind of. It is. was. I mean, and I guess in some, it was consensual. He agreed to it. Yeah. I mean, he like volunteered to you know, and yeah. but it's just um, boy. But there's been like musicians who have done stuff like that, and like this got. It's weird. It got some outrage, but it's like, I think a lot of it was faux outrage. Yeah, probably designed to like. I mean, I don't give a fuck if you want to get pissed on. I guess. I mean, it worked for right. Donald Trump in a Moscow hotel room. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, if that's your thing, I guess it's not yeah. my thing. I I'd prefer not to be pissed on. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, funny, but it was you know after the event and after they started getting blowback from, I don't know, probably Twitter. Um, the band was kind of like backing up, like kind of <laughs> left her out to dry. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can see in the video, like one of the guys like moving the camera and the, like they're, they're all, nobody was like standing in the back disgusted. 
And then now the article I pulled up is her actually apologizing for it. But yeah, I mean, whatever. It was. I, uh, it hey, was look, can you read that comment I just posted on there from T.O. Knows? My favorite comment. This is from Mr. Timothy Oliphant Knowles. My favorite <laughs> comment from that Brass Against video was. She didn't pee on him. She waterboarded him. <laughs> I wanted somebody who hadn't seen it to read it out loud. <laughs> yeah, she blasted. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't lose a tooth or something. But <laughs> the but, yellow Niagara Falls. Yeah, I was like, oh, and that fan was very happy about it. So, well, I'm sure. When, when? I mean, I mean, he got the view he wanted. Probably. probably. I mean. I'm assuming that was the reason he did it. He, he was willing to take the hit for I it. I mean, you don't think she covered up? I, I, I haven't cov- seen the video. I haven't how seen do the video. you cover up? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what she was wearing. From the camera angle, you know, she's not just like blasting for Yeah. Him. She squats over his face. So you don't see anything in the video. But okay. I don't know how P could come out above and you and you would not see. Seeing that, the full action. Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I haven't taken anatomy in a while, but I'm pretty he, sure. He saw, he saw orifices, plural. <laughs> very yeah. shadowy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> very shadowy. Yeah, it probably wasn't a very good lighting. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the problem. So that's was the, the lighting. Do you have any other ones? No. I okay, I got, I got 20, so it's fine. I mean, Big Buford for a dollar. Pizza as a product update. <laughs> product update. Wait, where's the Big Buford at? Rallies. Dude, I don't think I've ever eaten a rally. I've eaten at rallies. Oh, it's it. been a long time. I love it. Is there still time. one in Bloomington on the south side? Or down yeah. by the yeah. down there by Second Street? Yep. Huh. Yeah, first Street. I've only been in the one in Greenwood. Mm-hmm. The fries. Just fucking by the season fries. Mall. Um, product oh, yeah, update. One by the mall. Right. Um, pizzeria in Buffalo, New York is now offering a Thanksgiving pizza. Okay. So here it is. That's what we need. Um, it is a Thanksgiving pizza. Trying to get to the description here. Yeah. All right. Although they don't uh, reveal exactly what is in the pizza, what? it looks Why? like uh, they have uh, turkey, scoops of stuck stuffing, yeah. mashed potatoes, corn, cranberry sauce, and gravy. Yeah. I'm in. Fuck I'd, it. I'd, I'm in. How's that? It's just it's your Thanksgiving plate yeah. on a piece yeah. of crust. I mean, I, I'd eat it. I'd eat the shit out of it. I bet they I mean, gravy I ate as a an sauce. entire pizza sitting at this Dude, table. Dude, you did eat it. Did you eat the whole thing? <laughs> Except for the crust. There's crust I in there. Some, I gave some crust to the dog. To Gwen. Yeah. Yeah, she oh, my gosh. That's her last pizza. Uh, um, yeah. Boy, I would, yeah, I I would, would eat, eat it. that. I, I, I kind of like weird pizzas every once in a while yeah. like that. I, I, like, think, I think the cranberry is a little bit weird, but oh, I think it would taste good. No, you need the sweet with all that savory shit in there. Yeah. That's the thing. I always thought cranberry was like shit at thanksgiving but that's because i'd never had like real cranberry it was always just the can yeah um but yeah they're so good man uh i'd like to see someone do a thanksgiving pizza that's not kind of like oh we're doing turkey and mashed potatoes but like a pizza that works for thanksgiving you know what i mean what do you mean like it isn't just taking thanksgiving food and putting it on pizza but someone makes a, a craft pizza that just like feels like Thanksgiving, the essence of Thanksgiving. What would he put on it? I mean, you'd probably use some of the spices you do in, oh, okay. in stuffing, and you'd have some of those elements. But I feel like everything that's like Thanksgiving this or that is all just like put turkey and mashed potatoes and all this shit together. And I want to see do some. We need to branch out Thanksgiving foods, like a pumpkin, like a pumpkin pie. You pizza? could do. You could have like sweet potatoes on it. 
I mean, you could do a pumpkin sweet pie. Potatoes. You could do like a pumpkin puree. It's not like super sweet as you like your sauce. Yeah, I don't know, but I just think it needs to be something that's like Matt skeptical. That's not just like pile your Thanksgiving table on a pizza or on. I feel like we need new new foods for Thanksgiving as well. What I'm would going. be the worst pizza? Ooh, I mean, obviously anchovies. Nobody wants that shit. <laughs> but but like I can handle a little something. The, in my the, mouth. I once had a pizza with broccoli on it. Yeah, I have had a pizza with Matt with uh, mashed potatoes on it. Yeah. Didn't seem right. Yeah, There's uh, the Avers in Bloomington has the they have a potato pizza, the cream and crimson. That's yeah, fucking delicious. Cream. It is good. They also have you know they're like Matt looks already exhausted. There are He's cheeseburger like, pizzas where they have dill pickles on the pizza. Yeah, I've had a barbecue pizza with that. Uh, uh, the Taft makes one. Yeah. Barbecue's not bad. It's barbecue. It's barbecue. It's pulled pork, barbecue, ranch dressing, onion, red onion, Ooh. and uh, pickles. Mm. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. We've, we've actually made it here at home before. Huh. Is there a bad pizza? I don't think. I mean, I you like you one. like what you like, man. I mean, yeah. there's pizzas I'm not probably going to eat that much of. I mean, right. I don't give a shit about pineapple on my pizza, but if people like it, pineapple yeah. and ham and bacon, I can fucking see that. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if you put it in front of my face, I'll probably eat it. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna buy it on my not own, order but it. Yeah, I'll fucking eat it. I mean, We had some this, this weekend. Sarah likes pineapple, pineapple pizza. Yeah. Um, as long as we can Another Papa John's is fucking garbage. I fucking hate Papa John's so much. You know much. what? I had it recently because I hadn't it's had it for shit. so long. It wasn't as bad as I remember. I had the shakaroni. Oh, it's so fucking bad. The shakaroni was perfect. <laughs> I did get the jalapeno poppers from from there. Good? Yeah. They're pretty fucking delicious. Huh. It's just it's jalapeno just jalapeno poppers. cheese wrapped up in a little croissant. Basically. Um, I mean, yeah. or pizza dough. It's no, there's croissant. It's fucking pizza croissant? dough. Croissant? It's pizza dough. Uh, it look like, your, look another, like a croissant. Another, croissant. Product, another product update. Uh, Reese, <laughs> Reese's is selling a gigantic peanut butter cup for Thanksgiving. It's Reese's. Reese's. It's not Reese's. Reese's. Same thing. Who cares? Nope. It's not. Reese's. It, it wouldn't rhyme. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Yeah. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Nope. It's not. You don't say pieces. I'm pretty sure that's what I used to call Reese's it. I'm sure it's pieces. Oh, a lot of people do. I'm sure I did. Uh, anyway, so uh, it's a 3.4 pound I've pie of solid peanut butter and chocolate. I bet that is just delicious. Fuck. So I want that with a chocolate stout. Yeah. Forty-four uh, ninety-nine is the price okay, plus that's tax. A, that's a little much. We could, we I mean, could have that's a, that's cover pr- it. It's a pretty dense pie. They only made three thousand of them. There's no way we're getting one. Oh no. Um. Yeah, it's it's just it's so the suggested serving size uh, is only one hundred and sixty calories, but there are forty-eight servings per pie. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, and you couldn't eat more in a sliver of that, right? Yeah, I mean, that uh, is. I begged to differ. I mean, I can do the like I can <laughs> do the, the triple pack of Reese's cups. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. But that's about I'm about I'm tapped out at that point. I'm like, okay, I could do more, but I'm not going to enjoy it. You've been sated. Yeah. Yeah. Point. Yeah. All right. Another product update. Kellogg's <laughs> limited edition kit for those who butter their pop tarts. So we talked about this. We did two weeks uh, ago. <laughs> Casey said he <laughs> yeah. has a kid who does it. So I tried it because I was really high. Well, you talked other. about buttering the, 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 the brown sugar ones. God, I love those. Those are so good. They're good. So I, I tried a, st- uh, I, I got high this past week and I tried. This is a, welcome a, to accountability group. This yes, is a recurring theme on the podcast. Guys, I, got I got high, high this week, week and uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I had a buttered strawberry pop tart. It it was fine. It's just butter on a pop tart. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it can't hurt. It if you like butter and you like pop tarts, you're gonna like a buttered yeah, pop tart. Not something I'm ever gonna do. Not high. Um, 
But uh, yeah, yeah. But there's a kit you can get now. So what, um, what do you need a kit for? You put butter on a pot. It's a tart. knife. It's a knife and a pat of butter. It's. Uh, I mean, that's pretty pretty much it. It comes with uh, a kit. Oh, a different like different ki- types of uh, small batch butter. It's from a small batch butter maker uh, that they create. They're uh, fucking Amish. Wait, do they make limited, the toaster pastry too? Limit? No, it, they they sell the pop tarts with their. <laughs> Proprietary butter. So you have this like mass produced it's processed butter, man. pop it's just tart. Hard milk. Like, Here's your it, artisan butter. No, but they're 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 flavors. I'm trying to see. It's Banner Butter is who makes them. And they they're it's Pop Tart. It's Bruce butter. Banner Butter. Bruce Banner's retirement plan. You beat me. Bruce yeah, Banner's beat you butter. About a half a second. Um so they <laughs> Bruce have Bruce Banner's retirement plan. <laughs> He's making butter. I mean he, he could churn up, pretty He gave fast. up the whole business. <laughs> yeah. He just get angry and like yeah. It's a, great it com- it's a great company. You don't want to piss off the CEO. <laughs> so each kit includes the three classic Pop-Tart flavors. So I think these are, are, these are Pop-Tart flavored butters is, is what I'm oh, Okay, sure that's a not. different issue. But, but they're meant for buttering your Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got... I feel, um, like I feel like that's overkill. So yeah. each, like, <laughs> each kit comes with th- the classic Pop-Tart flavors. Frosted strawberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and chocolate Frosted chocolate fudge. That's not classic. That's not classic. Give me wild berry. That's classic. No, I apple would be the classic. Berry. Apple? I think apple was one of the originals. I don't think I've ever had an apple. I think apple tart. was one of the originals. Uh, so here, here are the, the exclusive. Cherry's pretty fucking delicious. Six too. exclusive butter blends honey okay. habanero. Ooh. Okay. Down okay. with that. Sea salt. Okay. Yeah. Strawberry. Yeah. Okay. Chocolate. Cinnamon. Mm hmm. Cardamom and ginger. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. Balsamic fig. Uh, that's for a pop tart. Yeah. yeah. A little, and a the last one. This is going to get you a little too Greek. Caramelized onion. <laughs> no, on your pop tart. No. Yep. Wow. See, which, which one would you fucking even eat that on? Cinnamon. I mean, it's got to be the cinnamon. Which pop cinnamon tart is the most onion. bland one? Yeah. The cinnamon pop tart. Cinnamon brown sugar. Onion. Boy, that's a, that's a challenge. Uh, maybe with some apple. Caramelized onions and some apple. And like, this, yeah, this maybe, is, but this is uh, approved by Pop Tart. It's a Pop Tarts oh. X Banner Butter Collab. <laughs> collab. 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 <laughs> so I wonder if you had if you had Pop Tart flavored butter and you put it on a butter flavored Pop Tart, if the universe would just like explode or it implode. rips a hole in the space time continuum yeah doc sure. and marty show up at your front door and ask you what the fuck you're doing <laughs> but that's yeah. rick and morty instead yeah, yeah. <laughs> they show up together all four yeah. of them <laughs> you son uh, of a bitch i'm in all right another product product update oh my god how many are you doing all of them do you have stories i might just can you do a story instead no michael i, I want to go to bed so i got on i got on tiktok to monitor my my children's usage of TikTok, because uh, I'm that old. Um, and there's this guy named uh, Kyle Sheely. Have you seen this? Uh, I don't, I think don't so. know. I don't. He know created. I didn't get my money. I didn't give my information to Chinese. Yeah, yeah. You did. You used that fucking face app, dude. Yeah, uh, that was the Russians. So. Yeah, that was. Yeah, some. You don't worry. They've got it. Um, <laughs> Probably. So this guy uh, Sheely is a motivational speaker, author, content creator. TikToker, whatever. Uh, so he recently uh, walked into a convenience store and asked if if he could take home a cardboard cutout of oh. the rapper Post Malone. Is yes. it? Uh, uh, but the clerk uh, said they weren't sure. The cutouts are brought out, brought in by different vendors. The clerk said uh, they don't really know 
yeah. where they go, what happens with them. So that gave him the idea to create a cardboard cutout of himself and put it in a gas station. So he he makes a, a giant ass display. It's huge of I'm himself. So awesome. He's holding uh, he's holding a little ukulele with it's like a pizza ukulele. Oh my god! And um, it's like have the Kyle Sheely meal. Um, There's nothing about this I don't like. It's, it's, it's so great. It's massive. It's, I've I've been in a lot of gas stations. It's a huge display. It's like ten space. feet tall, four yeah. feet wide. Yep. Yeah. He literally walks in and, and sets it up. He wears a mask so they don't know that it's him. Um, like a, like a, a yeah. you know, COVID mask, yeah. if you will. Um, so that he creates this Kyle Sheely meal um, and he's got the pizza. So um, he, he installs it and uh, it starts getting traction on TikTok. He explains the whole thing on TikTok. Eventually, uh, come and go... <laughs> is wise to it they the store people start going to Can that store spell, how do they it's k-u-m 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 and then go yeah In okay that's go. my signature move yeah they come and go yeah it is i mean how what the fuck does the spelling have to do with it <laughs> K-U-M. Like, you can just say come and go and you go that's my signature move I and know, i think it works fine <laughs> i don't think the spelling's relevant <laughs> So come and go. K H U M. We won't it's tell. It's That there are legitimate <laughs> business, a chain of legitimate businesses, yeah. very profitable called come, come and, go. and go. Yeah, I don't think that was uh, the joke though. <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. <laughs> you wait. You waited till the spelling until you made the joke. <laughs> so mil- millions of people see see the video on TikTok. Start ta- tagging come and go. <laughs> and there's like make the make the meal real. Make it real. Uh, you know, just like, and then other brands start getting involved, you know, making their little comments uh-huh. of, of things. And, um, Red Bull steps in and says, we want to be a part of this. Uh, and so come and go and Red Bull start working with Kyle and they make a meal. It's basically fucking genius. It's, it's two, <laughs> it's a sandwich. It's two pieces of pizza on top of each other, face down. It's That's a sandwich. It. And then it comes with a uh, Red Bull five bucks. It took Damn. it took five minutes in R and D to figure That's that shit awesome. out, man. That and, is fucking genius. And so they they changed Love the it. name a little bit to the Kyle Sheely Mealy. Um, yes, is what what hundred percent. That way they could bucks. copyright it, and he couldn't own it. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I see how uh, yeah, they're That's sure. probably, probably yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Um, the, the brand also confirmed that two dollars from every Mealy uh, sold. Between now and Thanksgiving, we'll go to No Kid Hungry. I fucking love uh, everything. There's nothing about this. I'm not on board with for up, up to ten up to ten thousand dollars. So they're guaranteed they're going to give ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, Red Bull has offered to match that donation as well. Nice. So you buy a five dollar meal, four dollars of it goes to No Kid Hungry. So they're not even um, trying to regularly make. I mean, they're making money off of, it, but not really. I mean, I mean uh, they're making a donation, sh- a, a right, and they'll probably and they'll probably make some money off of but, it a little but bit. Who cares? But still, I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's really five dollars. Eighty percent, eighty percent of the two money pieces of pizza in a fucking Red Bull. Dude, Red Bulls are like four dollars. Yes, they're ridiculous. Yeah, so you're basically two pieces of pizza in a free Red Bull. Yep, yep. So it's really cool what they've done here. I hadn't seen the development. I just saw the TikTok of him. Yeah. So if anybody has, awesome. has there's nothing this, about that I don't let love. us. I'm 100 percent on board. The pastors support this 100. percent That's one of the things I've learned is that. Well, I mean, partially just becoming adult, you realize like when I'm at my kids' stuff at yep. school and band yeah. stuff, like if you just walk through, like you know what you're doing. 
most of the time you yeah. can get in. Oh, dude. And yeah. then like being like, I mean, I guess in the construction business, I'm not really on construction sites that often, but like holding a clipboard and oh getting out God. of a pickup truck. Oh, yeah. You can just Oh, like my God, go, yeah. Dude, I walk out, out of a uh, uh, Honda Insight with a clipboard and <laughs> people, people let me go anywhere. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> I get out of my Honda Insight with a clipboard and bitches be bowing down. Yeah. Man. Yep. So. I can Bootsy Collins playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, in he gets out of the car like Shaft. <laughs> what are the two dots? The two the colon is that a colon? Yeah. Okay. Semicolon is the comma. Okay. Comma. So I'm gonna read this with the comma. I'm gonna say the colon because if I don't say the colon, it'll be offensive. China colon man uh, <laughs> banned from an all you can eat barbecue for eating too much. No, that's that's not how that fucking works, man. Like, what? a man known as Mr. Kang told Hunan TV that he is banned where from news comes first. The, where news Han- is screened by the state. Hanani yeah. Seafood Barbecue Buffet. Um, seafood barbecue. After a series of binges. Yeah, he ate one point five like kg. That's uh, kilograms. Kilograms of pork trotters that's during a his lot first of fucking visit. Meat. One and a half kilograms. Three point two pounds, four pounds, three point five kilograms to four kilograms of prawns on another visit. Whoa, Jesus! He said that the restaurant is discriminatory against people who who can eat (laughs) a lot. Four kilograms is eight and a half, eight point eight pounds of prawns, (laughs) and that shit is not cheap. (laughs) Two kilograms is four pounds, so one and a half pounds of whatever he ate was about three Three, pounds. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Fucking food, man. Dude. And eating that in like shellfish, you're working. You're working. Because <laughs> you yeah. get like a third of an ounce of it. Yeah. Discriminatory against people who can eat a lot. Uh, <laughs> I can, yeah, you can't, yes. you can't offer all you can eat and then complain when somebody eats all they can. Yep. yep. We, went to a, <clears throat> we went to a seafood buffet this summer in uh, Virginia. And I'm like, my brother and I are like very strategic and like, okay. I mean, I love carbs and I love all the cheesy sure. shit, but at this buffet, it's only like crab legs. It's meat. Like, yeah. You got to eat the meat, man. If you and, eat the bread, you're just killing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I got so tired yourself. of cracking crab. I mean, I had like three plates of crab legs, so I did okay. <laughs> My brother just kept going. All he ate was crab legs. He had like nine plates of crab legs and that was it. <laughs> Think of how many crabs died for his meal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we were like kings. So, so the restaurant owner spoke up. Um, he said that Mr. King is putting him out of pocket. Every time he comes here, I lose a few hundred yuan. Yeah. Y-U-A-N. Yeah. Um, even when he drinks soy milk, he can drink 20 or 30 bottles. When <laughs> he eats pork trotters, he consumes a whole tray of them. What's a pork trotter? I don't know. And and for prawns, usually people use tongs to pick them up. He uses the tray and takes them all. <laughs> oh, it's pig well, feet. See, that could be a rule. Oh, pork trotters. Oh, yeah, they're pig feet. Trotters. Ah, I get it. Yeah. Um, he added that he is also banning all live, live streamers from the restaurant um, because somebody got a uh, more than 250 million views for eating a bunch of food. Pig trotters. Yep. Pig trotters. That's what I get after eating too much pulled pork. <laughs> Got the old pig trotters. <laughs> get the pig trotters. Yeah. Just blew up that bathroom at work. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, I got, I got one more. Of God course. damn it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple used surrogates to have 21 babies in less than two years. I'm sorry? Wow. A couple used surrogates Why? to have 21 babies in less than two years. Well, Why uh... would you want 21 babies? Who fucking allows that to happen? Like, I feel like there's legal issues there, right? There, it should not be legal. Yeah, I don't. Like, I feel like you can't just grab somebody and go, hey, have a baby for me. Like, how, I don't know how that works. But, but I, is anyone tracking? In I, 19 surrogate, months. I'm sure Jesus. there's some legal process. but Wow. So they get, they convince, what, roughly 20 people to have babies? Yeah. At the same time? Damn. Yep. Boy, that's, that's uh, weird. So they, they, and they already have a six-year-old what? and a nine-year-old. Why would you want 21 babies at all, Boy, much less within a two-year span? Christina's six-year-old and Gallup's nine older children. <gasps> they have 31 children? A six-year-old and a nine-year-old. That's yeah. 10. Wait, oh, you, a, a, one six-year-old and nine older children. So not, so that that's 10 plus, yeah, 31 children. Is this Octomom? Uh, it's way, way more than eight. Um, but it's different people. They also have 16 nannies. Oh, well, there you go. The so they're fucking loaded. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, I don't get this. That's like, that's like a factory. Yeah. Okay. I might be I, reading I, that wrong. I got nothing, I think dude. That's fucking weird. Up. That is fucking weird. 16 living nannies. You would have to. A per, uh, you have 21 personal babies chefs, cleaners, under, assistants. 21 babies under two years old. Wow. That's See, like a puppy mill. If this was like adopting kids and bringing them into a home where they have nannies that are taken care of individually, but they hire a psychologist. They're like making more babies to fill this, right? Yeah. Like, I don't get this at all. That's. I. I mean, I. I don't really see much information about the 10 other children and that may just be, I may not be reading that correctly, but it looks like that's what it's saying. Um, but yeah, dude, that's insane. I mean, I mean either way, you're still 21 babies. That's weird. That's fucking weird. <laughs> they do. They do get the Octo mom comparison. For there's sure. there's yeah, but they <laughs> didn't have them personally. They're surrogates. I right. mean, Wow. And you have to pay surrogates. Like, and it's a yeah, pretty substantial I mean. amount of money. Like, like we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars to have babies at this point. What, yeah. Can we go over their names? Oh, gosh. I don't care. I, but I, I'm still trying to figure out what, why is what I want to know. Mustafa. Okay. Like Mustafar. Yeah. But with no R at the end. Mustafa. It's probably Mustafa. Mustafa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miriam. Okay. Aaron, but A Y R I N. Of course. Uh, Alyssa, Hassan, Judy with an I, Harper, Teresa, wow. Hussein, Anna. <laughs> These names are all over the place. Isabella. What are they doing? Ismael, Mamet, and Ahmet, Allie, Christina. Sarah, Lokman, <laughs> Gallup, <laughs> Olivia, and Judy with a Y. There's two Judys. <laughs> two fucking Judys. There's like all these like 
white girl names and then just throw in some names here and there just to I, round it out. There's no like this, George. This might be the weirdest fucking story you've ever done. I'd like <laughs> it's weird. Like I, <laughs> I got nothing, man. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of jokes. I'm trying. I got nothing. There's, like no. I, I can't imagine. Like that's a whole like kindergarten class. That's yeah. You got to hire a teacher there, there ha- just for that one family. There has to be almost like yeah, a nefarious purpose behind this. I can't imagine what it's the, the, the guy, reasoning would be behind this. Does it say their religious persuasion? It doesn't say. It really... Um, I mean, this makes the Quiverful people look normal. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, it's... This... I I don't know, man. I Something's off here. It's it's something's it way is not off, traditional man. to have many children, she said. Yeah, no fucking shit. If those who choose to do so can do it with love, comfort, you have and sixteen nannies. Trust. I think there I I can't think of any drawbacks. You have yeah, sixteen nannies. You're the reason the world is fucking overpopulated. <laughs> Good God. How much money do I they mean, have to they, burn? I mean, surrogate is not cheap. You're right. talking well, it's tens of thousands of dollars just for yes. a surrogate. Unless they're part of some weird cult that gets it has people. To, it don't. has but, to but be they're something. hiring all these people. I don't get it. That's what so I, and that alone can't be cheap. And you can't be a good parent right. to twenty one kids. You're not right. parenting twenty one kids. The, the nannies no, are. You have, a, you have an orphanage. You have a children's home, yeah. You orphanage. have a an orphanage. That you created. Yeah. Yes. Of children that you brought into the world for some fucking reason well that's the thing that gets me is like if you want to do this go adopt go adopt 20 kids no i'm reading in the line again they have a christina has a six-year-old and Gallup, who's the the dad has nine older children oh geez Uh, i whatever i i got nothing man i that's the weirdest fucking story we've ever had on here. It honestly got is. So just like I do not. I have nothing. Puzzling. I got nothing for it. They I live in the country, Georgia. Oh, oh. Well, that's even weirder. Well, that might explain why there's. They probably got like probably not a lot of lot of Soviet money and. Yeah. What's the what's the oh, that sweet Marxist? What's money? the largest uh, uh, export for Georgia? Children, pizzas, no. other Georgia. Georgia Alan Jackson. export. <laughs> Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. We got a little crazy, but we never got caught. Down by the river on a Friday night. <laughs> there, I always have to get started. If metals, I get started, metals, motor cars, nuts, fertilizer, wine, and mineral water. Okay. I don't know. It, maybe it's fertilizer. Maybe he's empire. a mineral water magnate. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> I, I I got your nuts <laughs> in your fertilizer Gallup right last, here. Last name Nestle. <laughs> last name Aquafina. God. Oh my god! All right, Nora let's, from Queens. Let's wrap this up. We're not going to God. I yeah. Uh, we're getting ready to talk to Alice Connor about her book. Brave, go check it out if you'd like to win a yeah. copy of it. Head on over to twitter.com slash pastors podcast. We'll have a uh, thing up for you to um, to enter to win the uh, a, a copy of the book. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Alice Connor. Further 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 further
further up than Who's this? further in. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And we're live. Hey. We're live. Alice Connor is back. Is it the fourth time? It, it, it or might the fifth be the time. fifth time. You might so three books. Oh yeah, three books and yeah, three books and one off. I think this is about, the fifth time. What, what is time or numbers? Yeah, no one knows. Time's an illusion. Sometimes it's also a vampire. Um, are we are we live video as well as audio or just yes? Audio? We are live video. Is that all right? Yeah, no, that's totally fine. That's okay, totally, to a limited audience. <laughs> Nobody's watching yet, but they will be. <laughs> In pro- I don't know, maybe we'll yeah, see. I know it's a Monday. We're off. I mean, that's yeah. It's not our we, usual it's, day. Oh, now we got three people watching. Oh Excellent. my gosh! Hi, three people. Three. Yes. <laughs> um. So you're back. Thank you for coming back on the podcast. Happy. Um, we so you came on the podcast first for your book Fierce, mm-hmm. aka Fierce Ass Women. Mm-hmm. The the unknown the the, the subtitle Fierce Ass Women. Yeah. Um. And. Honestly, I that that is still one of my favorite books. Like mm-hmm. I still I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of we do a lot of interviews on this podcast for books. And sure. I don't always keep the books. That one I kept. Oh, it's on my shelf. Yeah. Under C yeah. for Connor. Under yep. C. Under Wow. Yeah. Alphabetized. Oh, I alphabetize, absolutely. Can you separate <laughs> uh, fiction and nonfiction? Or something. <laughs> most of my stuff's most of my stuff's nonfiction. But no, I don't really. I they're all in there. I have know? fiction and nonfiction separated. I kept Rob Bill and Robert and, and Robert Roar, Richard Roar down here on the shelf in the <laughs> a special his brother place. Robert. As, his brother as Robert for me in my house. <laughs> his lesser known brother. These are the two authors. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if I'm if you're if you're listing me in a list with Richard Rohr, like that's huge. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're right up there. Yeah. Um, so so I I really I still really love Fierce. Um, and uh, Matt even got the tattoo of the the illustration. Yep. That's right. Yes. So he's that's he's still right. still rocking the tattoo. My yeah. husband was like, that's so that's yeah. my husband's work. He's yeah. the illustrator of that and and of Brave. Uh, yeah. He was he was. Like in awe of that. Does, does so. he need to send Matt an invoice or? Uh, <laughs> he anything? should. Just to, I get I get more comments on that tattoo than any of the other oh, four I have. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. I love it. It's my favorite tattoo of the five I have, and that's wow. saying a lot because I have some. So you pr- awesome now I'm imagining that you have tattoos for every author who you have interviewed on this program. I do not because one of them is one of them is from Lord of the Rings and Tolkien's dead to us. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's not him. Wait, wait, why is Tolkien dead to us? Because he's a man of his time. Because he died. Yeah. Because oh. yeah, he's no longer with us. He's, no he's with dead us. to us and Everybody everything. Else. Yeah. yeah. He's like literally dead to us. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. Um, He's also a turf, but we don't want to talk about that. Is he? No. I mean, he probably would have been. <laughs> well, he probably yeah, probably. Been. Let's be he's honest. a little bit racist, but like, I mean, anyway. Yeah. Tolkien was a turf. <laughs> some are Josh, some Josh Casey's hemorrhaging he just right now. Just drove off the road. Yeah. We have a friend who who is also a guest on this show frequently who it loves Tolkien, mm. and he'll he'll correct you. It's Tolkien. Tolkien. That's what yeah. he says. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Tolkien. Sorry. <laughs> Um, anyway, okay. so anyway, brave. Okay, so l- l- let's. Uh, so the the new book is called Brave. It's yeah. uh, a s- w- sequel. Would you say sequel? I would say it's a follow up. It's a follow up, oh. part due. That's just a fancy way of saying sequel. I so sequel to me suggests that the first one left one with a cliffhanger or uh, with the, uh, perhaps it did leave you for a hankering for more, and that's good. Yeah, but like. 
sequel to me seems like I intended for you to want another book from me. And I, in She's fact, thirsty for thirsty I, for readers. I, in fact, intended the opposite. I did not want to write this book, which I talk about in the introduction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about that now because you really didn't. And and when you when you talked about this book coming out, I mean, it's been you've been talking about this for a while. I mean, at least yeah. a year probably where you were working on it. I was like, I feel like she covered all the good ones. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, who's I mean, left? <laughs> Turns I out there's a lot of people left. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I had covered... It's not that I had covered everyone, obviously. Right. But, like, I had, I had written about women who, at least at the time anyway, who spoke to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, whose stories I knew a little bit of, at least, if not a lot, and was just desperate to see more of, right? I, I literally wrote the book that I wanted to see. I right. Yeah. Yeah. Wrote the book mm -hmm. I wanted to read. Mm -hmm. Um, and and not to be weird about it, but every now and again, like if I'm on a podcast or something, I, I have to remind myself of what I said or whatever, so I kind of skim through. It. And I'll read something and go, "Hey, that's good." <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you like your own writing, that's pretty good. I mean, that's that's something. There's definitely a few moments I, I think if there were a second edition, I, I would slightly revise. But sure. the point is, I wrote the first one like as a as a whole, as a peep. Yeah. And yeah. it was not meant to be part of the series. Um, and bless him, my dad at one point said, oh, this is great. Like, you're going to write one about men in the Bible. I'm like, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> no, we've got There's those already. There's it's a million dead. of those. Uh, but also, but also, no, I don't see this as a series. Uh, and then I wrote How to Human, and I really am very proud of that. Yeah, it was, and that we haven't mentioned that. Also love that book. And well, I do still you. have that one, too. Thank you. The Marketplace doesn't seem to love that one as much. Um, um, that's a whole other story. Um, yeah. It's fine. Um, what the fuck do they know? I, what, are the, what do they know? Exactly yeah. right. Um, so yeah, and, and then as I say in the, the introduction, my my editor came to me and just said, "I think I think you should write another one." And I was like, "I don't want to." And she was like, "But I but I think you should though." And I was like, mm, "No, no, I'm not gonna do that." And then she was like, "But but I really think you should." <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yeah, like, about that. <sighs> Fine. So I did. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a lot. It was. A, and it's, it's going to be a duology or are, are you already working? No on more. Is that what Absolutely no more. <laughs> no more. That's the um, deal. I, I leave open the slight possibility that there could be another book that is not about women in the Bible. <laughs> you could, and if you're not going to do men, you could do like animals in the Bible. Just do like no, uh, I, I'm I'm Job it's dog. Done with the Bible. <laughs> done with the Bible. Okay. Done with the Bible. Yeah. So are we. Same. No, same. <laughs> That's a completely different thing. Um, okay. So. Uh, in this book, Brave, you mentioned that after Fierce, you had a lot of men quoting Galatians 3.28 to you. And for those at home, uh, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, neither nor is there male and female, uh, for all are one in Christ Jesus. My question is, what was their point? Number two, why are men the worst? <laughs> I mean, I can't answer your second question. Uh the, the first question, the answer is, uh, I, I presume something along the lines of um, because there is no longer male nor female, there is no reason to specifically talk about women's stories uh, or there's there's no reason to I, it. I suspect it's sort of the, the gendered version of all lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. OK, fine. Like, sure. Women. Yeah, where's my book? Like, so why do we have to call them out? Let's just say they're all good. Like, okay, but yeah. but the specifics are important. I mean, that's yeah. the reason why we say black lives matter is because black lives are different than white lives. Not better or worse, just 
they have different experiences. Yeah. I mean, yep. at the very least, because we don't take them seriously or care about them. Yep. Therefore, we have these stories. Yeah. That- it's like it's like the assholes who are colorblind until they want to make Superman black, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> well, he couldn't be black. Right. And it's like, right. Right. Oh, I thought it didn't matter. I thought, <laughs> I thought yeah. it shouldn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned that um, the God's pronouns are they them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to talk about that, but, but I also, you talk about the importance of seeing God as, as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was re while I was reading the book, um, I realized that I actually prefer, uh, to view God as a mother. I just mm-hmm. do that. That is, that is prefer. Mm-hmm. I, and while intellectually, I believe that God is non-binary, um, there's a sense of healing. I feel uh, when I view God as more feminine. Um, and I know that, that I know that, that, um, that shift in gender identity has affected me as a man. Um, and as a woman, how, 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 how has that shift from man to woman to non-binary? How, how has that affected you? Sure. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that I find it freeing. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure I've said this to y'all before. Uh, I know I've said it on other podcasts. Um, so I everybody slept I, since then. <laughs> I grew up in the Episcopal Church, um, and I'm I'm still part of that uh, denomination. And it's it absolutely is not like uh, free from sort of patriarchy. <laughs> Nothing. Is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and and very much sort of cultural assumption is you know, God is masculine and similar to shorthand that. Um, However, my experience anyway, I I have, I've had some pushback. Like I I have at say morning prayer or in some, in seminary of all places, uh, I changed God's pronouns to she and got a smack on the wrist. I'm like, there's five of us in the room. Seriously? (laughs) Well, you know, when you're leading public worship, I'm like, who's okay, whatever. Um, so it's like I have I have received I have received smacks on the wrist for that kind of stuff. Jeez. But that said, I don't think, I mean, just based on the conversations I've had with my students and with y'all and some other folks, I don't think that I have had the same restrictive experience of God or of or how we understand God that other people have. Um there, like it's a matter of degrees, I guess. But um so so I, so I find that language very freeing, very helpful. Um, not necessarily always nurturing. Hmm. Um, you know, God as a mother bear is, is sort of fiercely protective. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. Um, you know, the, the woman who searches her whole house for one coin yeah. and then uses it to throw a party, like seems a little foolish actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, but that's the story. Um, so like, I guess my point is I do find it freeing. I find it helpful. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I find it perhaps I, I, I write about that because it's important to do, I think for a lot of other people to hear that that's possible. Um, I guess my point is I, God being a woman has always been possible in my mind. Um, that hasn't, yeah. I, I didn't have, I, I don't recall a time in my life when she wasn't able to be feminine. Yeah. Um, 
the the they them question was uh, fairly recent and not not like a um, wow I could never have conceived of that before because yeah. uh, like I've always thought of God as as a, at least some sort of combination of masculine and feminine energies but um, but the the sort of the current conversations about uh, trans folk and gender non-binary folk. And the recognition that they as a singular pronoun is not even a little bit new. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> this word is great. Yeah. Because it because it does it just like you in English, yeah. mm-hmm. is singular mm-hmm. and plural. They functions the same way. Yeah. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. And the Trinitarian, that, you point out the Trinitarian, like how that works so well with the yeah. Trinity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God is is singular and plural, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I think what I like so much about this book and what I liked about Fears is there is an an intentional, I would say, level of snark. Um, (laughs) And and I think I think what that does, at least, it kind of does for me. I think it's it's pretty disarming, actually, when you read this book. Mm -hmm. I think for people who may not. Are, are not as familiar with you as we are. Like we, again, we you're the fourth or fifth time you've been on. So we kind of know you and kind of know your personality. And so, so reading this, it's not hard to picture you writing this, but for, I think for somebody who doesn't know you kind of reading a book like this, there's snark, there's sarcasm. Um, there's some fun curse words in it. I mean, there's like, and, and I think there's that, I think what that does is it helps awaken people to some, maybe some discomforting truths. Mm. Um, because there's some, there's some stories in here. How that even for me, I was like, well, holy shit! I never yeah. thought of that. <laughs> Abraham trafficked his wife. Yeah, huh? Didn't didn't shit. catch that the first time around. And yeah. then, I mean, the story of the you know the Levites concubine. I mean, that you know, you hear that story, and, but you don't think about it in sort of modern like what that means in they modern. They were a belonging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a it was yeah. a possession. But you don't understand until you until you read a story of of someone being tossed out into a crowd of men to be gang raped to put it mm-hmm. bluntly and then her husband or whatever literally chops her up into pieces and then mails her off when she's dead like yeah. like that's that's not really easy that's not easy reading necessarily spoilers. yeah, yeah his spoiler <laughs> yeah sorry there's um, a lot of shit in this book yeah um i i don't know i i just i think that i think there's something about your writing that mm. um that that kind of disarms people a little bit and, and it's, un- it's unexpected in because there is an idea of what uh, books about females in the Bible should be. There's definitely right. a, a meme, an idea of what yeah, that, that. So Pastel. you're, yeah, yeah. Why and you sort of take that and kind of wad it up and go? No, I've got I've got other ideas here. It, <laughs> and it's it's brilliant. It's 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 brilliant. Well, um, it's it's because Scripture has other ideas. Like it's not yeah. it's not new to me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I, I've, I think I've, I've talked to some students about this recently. Like, I've, I've got some freshmen who are sort of brand new to anything other than what they grew up with, and, uh-huh. uh, and, and so they're, I, I mean, bless them, they're such lovely people, and, and they're, I like, I'll, I'll tell a story, and they're like, is that, is that how the story goes? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to check that out. A little I'm gonna, bit. I'm gonna have effect. to fact check like, you in my devos. I'm not really exaggerating much. No, uh-uh. Like this yeah. really is what it says, you know. Yeah. Or like I was, we were talking about um, 
uh, Esther. I was talking about Esther with them. And uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know Esther. That's so great. Like, Vashti was so bad. I was like, well, she wasn't that bad. I mean, we don't yeah. really know much about her. But she was yeah. like, no, I'm not going to show off for your drunken buddies. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but then, like, like, we all know, to the extent that we know the story, we know that Esther uh, sort of bravely saves her people from extinction. That's so great. We don't tend to know the last chapter, which is about how then the Israelites were allowed to go and do the same thing that was supposed to happen to them. Yeah. The other yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and sort of commit that massacre. And it's sort of like, Oh, how do we feel yeah. about that? Yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely a turning of the, of the tables a little bit on characters. were like, Oh, Elijah was a really good guy. Well, no, he slaughtered a bunch of people. Like just mm-hmm. slaughtered them. I mean, Samson's kind of a jerk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just so many. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many, like I said, I think, and I think, the snark and the the sar- the sarcasm and just the way you tell the story sort of puts people off of what they always heard and go oh this is I see this completely differently like yeah, this is a yeah. totally different right and also can you, I want to actually talk a little about your use of of midrash because that's how your book reads mm-hmm. um, I kind of became familiar familiar with that way back in my early Rob Bell days <laughs> <laughs> um, it, when I was actually still in ministry and became familiar with that and it was it, it was a total eye opener yeah it's it's literally just playing with scripture. Yeah. Which you do yeah. really well. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. I yeah. appreciate that. Um, what's interesting is, so I, I spent not as much time as I wanted to because our schedules were not aligning very well, but I spent some, some significant time with, uh, with my rabbi friend Yitz and his wife, Dina. Um, they are conservative Jews. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I know they're not reform. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a hundred percent certain if they're Hasidic, they might be. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, just delightful people. And this, for some reason, I, I time passing, getting older, I'm paying attention to the world, I guess. Um, I felt more uncomfortable about telling the stories of the Jewish people. Yeah, um, sure. And I, I, I think some of it has to do with, I've seen, sorry if I keep snuffling into the microphone, I'm getting over a cold and I'm <laughs> still snotted. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that I've, I've read some posts on my various social medias from sort of Jewish acquaintances saying, I mean, I, I, one of them that really hit me hard was, um, sort of the way Christians tell the story of Jesus, uh, flipping the tables in the temple is a problem. Mm -hmm. And I was like, shut the front door. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Why? Um, and so so listeners, I'll invite you to go research that yourself. Uh, I will give you the, the cliff notes of it, uh, which is basically um, we interpret the money changers and the way that his story is written uh, there by the people who wrote it uh, as him being super heroic and getting rid of those evil, evil money changers, uh, those evil, evil people who are exploiting the people taking their money, charging them extra, blah, 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 blah. The Jewish understanding of what the temple was is not that. And a lot of our interpretation actually comes from anti-Semitism because we think of Jews as really greedy and really exploitative and they're not. Yeah. Yikes. At least they're not any more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, which, which doesn't then mean, well, we have to throw the story out. It's just, it's this question of like, what's actually going on here. And so this is, this is my point is that 
I don't know if that's the exact moment, but that among others, uh, I started really thinking about like, how am I telling these stories when in a lot of ways they aren't mine? Right. Yeah. They're sort of mine in that we're a heretical sect of Judaism. Um, but like we are the dominant species in terms of religion in a lot of ways, particularly yeah. in America. Um, whether for good or ill, that's where we are. Uh, I'm going to go with ill. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, right. Um, so like, how, how do I, as a privileged white Christian woman, have any leg to stand on when I talk about it? So, so I talked to them about that quite a bit. I was like, listen, um, this feels like fan fiction to me. Like a lot of the Midrash mm -hmm. stuff feels like fan fiction. And I, and I think I said that at some point in there, like I just yeah. yep. I expect yeah. that there's not just for them, not just for like uh, Yitz and Dina, but for, for lots of people, there's a cultural misunderstanding about what, what Midrash is, excuse me, what Midrash is and what fan fiction is. Yeah. Uh, everybody, fan fiction is, it's a bunch of R-rated, like your favorite characters fucking like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Have you read the Bible? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, all my favorite characters got it on. So, um, and some of your not so favorite characters, like oh, oh, no, 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 let's not do this. Uh, anyway, so that was a long story. My my point was, thank you for the kind words about the way I do midrash. I still feel a little comfortable about calling it that. Sure. Yeah. Because I'm not Jewish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I, maybe maybe the better way to say it is it's it, it's midrash esque. Sure. <laughs> just I mean, because you're just it's just you're just playing with scripture. You're going, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a number of times where you say, like, here's one possibility, and I'm not going to negate that possibility, but right. I'm not sure the text bears that out the way right. I'm saying it. So right. there is, I think, there's a generosity there of saying, look, I'm a I'm a white Christian woman. I, yeah. you know, I'm not Jewish. Like, I did the best I could with the, with. The, with the Jewish yeah. people at hand that could help me with this. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I think there is a, I think there is a generosity and sort of a, um, there's a, there's a humility to it. I think you mm -hmm. can tell for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate that word generosity. Thank you. Yeah. That. Yeah. The, okay. So one of the words that uh, Matt said that you have sprinkled throughout that just grab you. Uh, one of my favorite and I, first time when I was reading it, when I was writing questions, Sarah's wetness. Can we talk about that? No, no. that wasn't what I was. Oh, okay. No, uh, <laughs> I had that as a no. Yeah. I don't. That is my spouse's name. Let's not triple underlined. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, literary cock block. And I, I was like, I just wrote it down in my notes as I was doing questions. And I'm like, no question. Just, just props just, for that. Yeah. But, but, yeah. That, that'd be uh, the queen of Sheba, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So, so we're about to get it on and it fades to black and then comes up. Now you may not know this good dear readers, but you know who else gave Solomon some amazing gifts of wood. <laughs> it's like watching game. Of Thrones. It's like watching game of Thrones and they go to exposition about something. Right. No, 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 no. Get back to the other stuff. Right. So just, right. so just so you know, you know, this other guy also did these same things and there was, there's no sexual tension. There. So let's just get back to our, uh, our scene as it was. Oh, look at that. So when I, I was, I was, so I was going back over my questions and notes and uh, I wrote, actually, wait, so there is an audio book of yeah. your book <laughs> put out by christianaudio.com. Yes. What do you think the, narr <laughs> what do you think the narrator thought when they got to that? Do you think they had a problem saying literary cock block? 
I, I hope not. It was joyful. I can tell you because I, I I got the audiobook just so I could hear it, and it was great. <laughs> how, how is the audiobook? The audiobook was phenomenal. I mean, I, I always prefer uh, writers do their own audiobooks, yeah. unless it's like fiction. But it was good. It was good. Yeah. I, and I've heard I've heard it's in terms of when when author like if Rob Bell does his book, you can hear it in Rob Bell's tone, and, right. and it's just right. and his books read like that as well. His books read um, like anyway but i have read several i have listened to several audiobooks that um that the author didn't and it's 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 one of the best yeah oh good so the quality is is phenomenal yeah did they have a man i was gonna be allowed to do that and they said no we hire a company that does it so yeah was it male or female that did it it was female female (laughs) yeah so that'd be been kind of slap in the face. Yeah. Some dude reading your work. I know that'd be kind of interesting though. Yeah. I will say this there, and I, there, there also along with the snark and discomforting truth, um, there seems to be a, almost a level of anger in this writing, like kind of like you're just sort of fucking over it. Like, um, how's it going, Alice? I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I mean, clearly there's reason to be over it. I mean, the la- I, I don't know since if that was wrote in- fierce shit has changed just changed yeah it's yeah. been a minute um i mean i don't know I, I guess you can just confirm or deny that that there there was a level of just a frustration that went into this um yeah. of having to fe- feel like you have to cover the same fucking material all the goddamn time and say the same yeah. thing to the same people who won't fucking listen and you, but you're you're going to keep saying it cuz somebody's going to hear it yeah yeah yeah, it's a it's a constant struggle. Um not to declare that I'm I'm right about everything that I write about, right? But like to try to open up people's eyes to the queer community and to mm-hmm. <clears throat> historic systemic racism and to the ways that modern American Christianity abuses the Bible mm-hmm. in a lot of ways um, and abuses her people uh, is exhausting. <laughs> um, yeah. mm-hmm. Sort of a constant thing. And it's, it is rewarding to do that work um, because I see the looks, particularly on my students' faces mm-hmm. when they have a moment that yep. may or may not be related to something I had directly said yep. right then, but but sort of for them to go, so the circle's wider. Yeah, than I thought it yeah. was. Yeah. So, so I'm included mm-hmm. in this. So, the thing that people told me about love is actually real, and they were just shit at showing it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's the work we have to do. And sometimes that work involves, you know, speaking to an institution or to people we love dearly over and over again and saying, this thing you're doing is hurting. Yeah. Yeah. It's hurting me. It's hurting people. Please stop. Yeah. Please stop doing this. It's hurting people. And yeah, I'm, I am angry about it. Um, I'm not exactly angry that I have to keep saying it. I mean, that's, maybe that's just because I do college ministry. And so like, yeah, students are constantly changing. And so I, I am having the same conversation a lot. That's fine. And, and there's uh, a difference between anger and bitter. Matt, Matt and I, we, we fucking left ministry. So we're bitter. You and Lucas are still lay people. So you, you're just angry. 
No, we're lay people. They're not lay people. Oh, yeah. they're not lay people. They're actually we're clergy, man. Yeah. Clergy. My yeah. bad. Get it right. Luke, Lucas is a man of the cloth. Yeah, well, a little so bit of cloth. I'm, I'm the man of the, the woman of the cloth. I'm a man of the loincloth. That's about all <laughs> I have right. left. <laughs> I do. To your point, I do think I'm angrier in this book. Uh, and I actually, every now and again, like once a month, I wake up in a cold sweat and go, "Oh God, did I say that wrong? Did I say that?" Yeah. I, I'm going to be real upfront with you. Did I say that thing about cops? in a way that's going to make half my congregation really angry with me when they read the book. Uh, I mean that, that kind of shit does keep me up at night Yeah, because I love the people in my congregation and I feel some kind of way about law enforcement. Uh, and I think the way we lionize, not just them, lots, lots of people, we, we make lots of people into heroes Mm -hmm. who are not, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also sort of the reverse of that. I think this is I'm thinking about Delilah here. Um, I guess the more we're talking about heroes. Um that we if we ever try to say something positive about somebody who people have thought of as as a, a problem before, then it's suddenly like, oh, so everything they did is fine. Like, what? No. <laughs> I, we're we're you're again, we're making yeah. it this sort yeah. of binary situation, right? Yeah. Like, yep. If we if we want any sort of law, well, the phrase law and order itself is problematic, but let's just use it for the moment. If we want any sort of law and order, the police and the military must always be right and always be doing good things and must always be the ones that we listen to, yeah. not those horrible criminals. Because because the, there's clearly a binary. There yeah. cannot be any any gray space in the middle. No, that's not that's not even what the conversation is out in the world. But like that's what we that's how we put things up. And the same is true for people in the Bible and the same is true for people in the congregation. Like Mm -hmm. when I talk to my students about like their abusers, I have to say like this person did some horrible, awful shit to you. They probably were also nice to puppies. So like they're not (laughs) all bad, but I'm not saying that to say you should therefore forgive them and everything great about them. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's the recognition that it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. And that's, I think, I think the binary actually is what kind of makes me the angriest. Um, yeah. And then when I get angry about it, I get worried about it because often when I get angry, I get in trouble. So now see if you, if you <laughs> just quit and start a podcast, you can say whatever you want. And <laughs> that um, sounds, that sounds lucrative. <laughs> I was just going to say, so tell me about how this podcast pays your mortgage. It, it's it, beer it money. Doesn't, it doesn't. That's why we can say whatever we want. It does stock right, or liquor can it? <laughs> that that is literally I, I have said this to not a lot of people, but every now and again I, I it comes up. It's it's not like I'm just broadcasting, but I, I say it every now and again to people in the, in the congregation. It's like, you know, there are things that we can't say to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you pay our salaries. Mm-hmm. And and it's and I don't even have to say what it is, because it could be in any number of things. And they they look at me and they go, Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yeah. The yeah. rabbit hole does go deeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh. Um so Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and For so sure. do you I mean, do you with that in mind, so you and you kind of already touched on this, I guess, but there there is some probably restraint in these books then. I mean, there are some things you're like, Man, I'd really like to write that shit well, and I just can't. And for no other reason than I'd like to use the I'd like to I'd like to say fuck, but my editor will let me. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because 
I, I don't know this for certain, but I, I suspect it's because um, Bible study books, even snarky, sweary ones like mine, are purchased en masse by women's study groups in churches. Yeah. And they want them to yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. Um, whereas say, you know, Lenny Duncan, um, is also, he's also published by my same, uh, publisher Broadleaf and, uh, he drops the F-bomb all the time, <laughs> but his, like, there's also sort of a sense of like, I mean, he actually is an angry black man for good reason. Yeah. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's like part of the whole, the style of what mm -hmm. he's doing. Uh, and I, and I don't mean he's just style. He's, there's a lot of substance there too, but like, right. Yeah. That's part of what he's doing. Yeah. Apparently they can forgive a shit and a damn. Yes. An ass. And apparently <laughs> cock block. Cock block. Yeah. <laughs> cock block slip through there. I mean, I was like, I just want one. I want one. And she's I'm like, I'm glad that's the I just, one. I just don't think we can do that. So anyway. So yeah, I mean, I'm probably holding back some, but not, not a lot. Okay. I mean, I, I think, I think if I were just to like, spew out my actual anger it wouldn't be particularly evocative or helpful yeah sure right <laughs> see me yelling like that's not helpful <laughs> um, uh, see this pod for reference yeah. <laughs> just screaming into the void yeah yeah <laughs> right i mean it would just be like the letter a <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so um, you talk a little bit about the relationship between David and Jonathan, and how would you, as the youths say, DTR? How would you define the relationship? Right. Um, so I, so this is important. As we were talking about anger, I was like, I think anger is real and important to talk about uh, and frustration, um, but there is so much delight as well, so yeah. much delight uh, within a lot of these stories and. Um, just quick aside, um, one of my colleagues uh, preached on Reformation Sunday at the weekend, and um, I really appreciate him saying this. He's like, you know, we're, we're known as Protestants because we protest things. We're against things, some mm -hmm. specific things that made us Protestants. And he's like, I, you know, grammatically, does this actually work? But what are we pro? Yeah. Mm. What, are we, what are we for? Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. And there's a lot of ways that this book is angry and frustrated. And there's also a lot of ways where it's, it's really pro a lot of stuff. And yeah. them is David and Jonathan. I heart yeah. them. Yeah. They're so cute. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I'm, I'm honestly of two minds. Like part of me is like, yeah, look at them. They're such cute boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, it was a rough time. It's fine. <laughs> David had a lot of lovers. Yeah. So like, that one of them was a dude is fine. Of course. Yeah. Uh, like it's, it seems to me in reading it that it's pretty obvious, but not a lot about scripture is obvious. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Bless them. I, I run into students all the time who are like, well, I mean, scripture clearly says, yeah, that's not a thing. Well, actually, <laughs> no, clearly <laughs> says nothing. Let me say that. Let me say scripture, <laughs> scripture clearly says that's, typically something that it doesn't really say. Yeah. Um, and I think and that's what I say in the chapter is I think, I think you could make a case both ways. Um, and it, and I, I actually feel very strongly that it's important um, when we're doing both sort of historical work uh, and scriptural work that we don't just assume that every two guys who seem positively disposed yes. are mm -hmm. gay. 
that that men have very close friendships had and have yeah. um and and that that is expressed in lots of different ways across mm-hmm. history and across cultures mm-hmm. um so I, so i think it's i think it's a fair reading to say that they were brothers in arms um that they <clears throat> fought wars together uh and that there's there's something that that does to the bond between soldiers um that people who haven't fought don't know right so i, I think that's yeah. real yeah um, and i don't think that's like a world war ii sort of situation like that's <laughs> anybody who's fought. <laughs> i, I yeah. haven't fought i don't know but that's what i gather yeah. from the vets that I know. um that said <laughs> I kind of think these two guys are boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. Let's ship them. Let's do yeah, it right now. I ship it. Yeah. I mean, I totally ship it. Uh, I was thinking too about like the the context in which we learn about these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you talk about Samson and Delilah. I remember learning about them in Sunday school mm-hmm. with Flanagraph. Like, <laughs> I had to be like yeah. six or seven. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. What a weird fucking story to tell kids. It is. It really is weird. Um, how what, is that? Would you, you remember what the like the sort of god moral of that was? I don't remember. I re- I, I, I was trying to think. I, I would love to find the book of all the flanograph lessons I've ever had, <laughs> so I could yeah. just like, what was their point there? But but standards probably still putting them out. I mean, but it was it was they probably just, got a back uh, archive somewhere. But it but but what does that say to the men or, or the or the boys? Or the you know the non-binary kids, or the the women, or the the girls in in those in those classes. What does it say if you if you if you identify as a girl? Yeah. What does that say about Delilah? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, I think it says that she's one of the most honest people in Scripture. Yeah, but but in the moment it was just like now that I think about it, I think it was that that he let. Uh, a, a desire overcome him and, and he it was sent, about temptation and he lost and his, why you shouldn't jerk hair. off. Yes. I mean, but, but I was six or seven, dude. Like I wasn't jerking I mean, off then. That's so interesting though. Like if so you could go a couple different ways with that, like if it's, if it's about him not letting his desire overcome. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, it doesn't blame her. And yet, all the evangelical women I've talked to about this are like, yeah, it was definitely oh, blaming. Yeah, Delilah is like a horrible temptress. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't tempt him Mm-mm. ever. Yep. I mean, she just asks him some random questions. Yeah. yeah. About, yeah but, about his weight program. <laughs> he asks a very direct question every time. Yeah. Then follows through on the information that mm-hmm. he gives her. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> completely misrepresented. It is completely misrepresented. And, and another good example of the presence of women, regardless of what we're there for or what we look like, is sort of automatically assumed in scripture and in real life that we are there for sexy times. Yeah. And we're not most of the time. Sometimes I, we are, and that's fine. I didn't pick but, that message up in Bible college at all. No. <laughs> I definitely did get married for sex. Nobody did. Nope. <laughs> in Bible college. Nope. Yeah. Purity culture is. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. It's it's a disaster. And I really yeah. don't. I mean, as much as I struggle with Augustine, I don't think this is what he meant. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't think this is what he was going for. No. Uh-uh. 
But Joshua Harris definitely made it. Oh, oh man. Back then, not now. Well, except now he's making a lot of money on his apology. Yeah, I don't he's love like, this. Dude, what, what, if, what if? What if? What if he just went away? What you if he just worked stop. in a factory? What if what he if, say what something if he without marketing? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if he became an electrician? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Did I mean, you have oh, this is sorry. this is the issue. Sorry, I was just going to say this is this is yeah. an issue that, that a lot of folks in um, anti-racism circles have with. Um, oh, I suddenly forgot her name. White fragility. Robin D'Angelo. Um, I found white fragility incredibly helpful in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. So did yeah. I. Um, there's a lot, this is a rabbit hole, sorry. Uh, but just no, very briefly, there's a lot of concern, particularly among black activists in anti-racist world, um, basically saying like, sure, sure, sure. At the very least, she's made a ton of money off of the information she learned from us. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but she wrote it. I mean, it's not her fault that it became really popular, but then she just wrote another book and I was like, Robin, babe, read the room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. Do I, it. I, I, I need, I need to write another book, but yeah, I, I, th- I think for me as a, as a white man reading it, it, it helped me like it, we shouldn't expect black people to explain racism to us. Right. That, that, that it's not their job. Mm-hmm. So, so from that perspective, I got the idea that, you know, to hear it from somebody who is white, it was good for me to hear that. And then that I read that that was the last book by a, a mm-hmm. white author I read on race. I think we had one other where we did an interview, but that was it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I read, of course. yes, I, mm-hmm. I read other books to, to get informed, but it, yeah. that first, it was, it was, it's, it's a, good entry point but like <laughs> definitely that's not the end all be all no. in terms right. of the story right right. Yeah. right and there's and there's a lot more i mean we're not really here to talk about robin angela but yeah. there's a lot more involved in sort of the criticism of her but um for sure i don't remember why i brought her up um i don't either i don't either there was a reason it was a good reason <laughs> i'm sure there was a reason I don't we'll, we'll find out tomorrow when yeah. we listen back yeah it's fine <laughs> somebody will comment and be like it was because of this like well it's too late now it's gone <laughs> it's all gone uh so i was so i i was sitting i was working on an espresso machine today and that's what we well it's what i do these two guys don't do that anymore Amazing. um but i was working on an espresso machine and there was a guy uh in the cafe who was wearing a hoodie um, that said I was made for such a time as this. Um, and I, I was thinking about the story of Esther. You talk yeah. about that in the book and, and um, there is that line that Esther was prepared and chosen for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. So um, speaking of Robert and R- Robin D'Angelo yeah. type people um, who, who in, in, in a modern context, mm-hmm. um, what does, who is somebody who is chosen for just a time as this right now? Who should we be listening to? You know, I'm not saying Robert, Robin D'Angelo is that person. I'm just saying what voices should we listen to besides hers? Who who should we be listening to in this Mm. culture that we're in right now? Right, right. That's a big question. (laughs) Pick pick a subject and then pick some people you should listen to about it. I know. Um, So this isn't specifically about racism, but I I just, uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, I got in the mail, um, Jesus of the East, uh, by Fuku. I just heard about that. 
He's so good. Um, so I just I actually just met him. He's sort of a friend of a friend. Um, he came to a book thing that I did, and he bought my book. So I was like, well, I'm going to buy his book. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, dude. You're very good. Um, essentially, and it, so again, I, I literally just got this book. I have not read very far into it, but I suspect that it's going to it's gonna really shift. and, and but Both shift and just rename something for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah really yeah. have the language for it before? Yep. Um, he basically says like the, the upshot of this book, and it's obvious a bit, there's more to it, but the upshot is um, Jesus did not come to save our save us from sin. Mm-hmm. Jesus came uh, to release the captives uh, as as a balm mm. to the wounded. Um, that 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 is the focus of his ministry, not the golden ticket stuff, not not the triumphalism for sure. Um, and it's, and it's not really, essentially it's not really about, uh, the sin. It's about the sinned against, Hmm. um, which is, I mean, in terms of when we talk about like being saved from sin, well, everybody's a sinner. Yeah. Okay. Also, everyone has been sinned against. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are those? And I, I, I just, I've been saying this for so long, um, particularly related to, to Enneagram work, which is we all carry around a wound with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, your wound is different than mine. And they're going to have different kind of layers and rates of healing and blah, blah, blah. Extend the metaphor as far as you'd like. Um, we all have this wound because we've been sinned against. Yeah. And, and that wound then causes us to sin against others. And so how do we heal that? I, I think that's what the book's about. <laughs> um, and I'm obsessed right now. Uh, I'm very excited to really dive into it. Um, and uh, he's, I believe he is Korean American. Um, his, uh, his work comes from, from the Korean theology. Um, so I think that's, I think that's his past, but I'm not hundred percent certain. Uh, so I don't know. That's that's not a whole list of books, but that's all right. That's the, great. You do have a whole list of books in your book. I do. Right. I do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, this is I've I've talked a couple times. That we're still in the early days of of uh, you know vlogging this book to get people to buy it. Um, but I have I have named buy uh, this book first. Buy this book first. Um, I have named uh, specifically Wilda Gaffney's book, Womanist Midrash, um, is a little bit more academic. Oh, it's, it's a lot more academic than mine. She's an academic. Um, her book is brilliant. I mean, it doesn't, it does not cover all the women in the Bible. It's, it's specifically uh, Torah and throne, but um, holy crap. She's a great writer. Um, and she gets a lot, like it's, it's very, it's a big book, but it's very concise. If that makes sense. She gets a yeah. lot of stuff in there. Um, so Props to Willie Gaffney, uh, and then sort of this. Is, now this is all very like we're talking about spiritual writing here, right? But I'm, I'm thinking about whatever, whatever you would like to. Well, so so Laverne Gill's book Vashti's Victory, which I also name in the back of the book, um, it's a it's a little skinny book. Um, she talks about I think five uh, different women, and she makes direct connections to Black women activists uh, throughout the centuries, and and. I'd, I read that, and I like every few pages. I had to put down. Just go, okay, all right, let's think. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so love her. 
Um, I mean, I honestly, what I tell people is once you find a book that really speaks to you, if you can look up their sources, yep. um, mm. and maybe, maybe you're an academic reader and you want to read the academic sources, but they're going to, I guarantee you, they're going to cite some more popular folk. Go find those people, yeah. go read their books. Yeah. Um, and, and specifically look for people of color and women and trans people and read their stories. Don't, don't just, I mean, I want you to buy my book, but, uh, don't just read white ladies books either. <laughs> Um, so in the book, you have a chapter on Asherah. Is that how you say that? Asherah. Asherah. In Fierce, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and then. Yeah, in the first book. In the. Asherah's. First book was. In Fierce. It was Judith in the first book, right? No, Judith in this book. Judith in this one. Okay. I I switched them up in my head. (laughs) Judith in this book. Yes. Uh, you have a chapter on, on, on Judith. Asherah was in the first book. Yes. Um, uh. Both chapters were my favorites of, of both books. Can you tell us a little bit about the reason why you feel compelled to tell the story of Judith in this book? Hmm. I mean, she's awesome. <laughs> uh, because I, I, it's not really a conventional Bible character that you would think normally, right? No. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. Um, she's, uh, she's in the... Um, Sorry, I was just thinking, <laughs> like, staring <laughs> off into space, pulling on my hair. Because um, she's in the Apocrypha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's the Book not, of Judith is. Yeah, the book, the book of Judith is, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's an important story. I mean, I love the painting by Artemisia Gentileschi, uh, where Judith's beheading Holofernes. Um, and you should all look it up. It's great. Also, Artemisia Gentileschi is one of my favorite painters. Uh, hard name to pronounce. <laughs> uh, we'll get the spelling later. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think it's, there's that, there's that trope. Uh, there's an art trope. I think I talk about in there about the, it's called the power of women. Um, that is, you'll see it in, in paintings and etchings and all kinds of stuff where a woman in some famous story, uh, is, um, somehow visually taking advantage of a, a dude. I think I refer to like Socrates or Plato or somebody like that. I can't remember exactly now, but um, sort of, I think she, the woman who was in that story was like riding him around like a donkey or whatever. Um, and it's, and it's, it's interesting to me because I was not aware of this as a sarcastic trope, mm-hmm. but that's what it is uh, in art history. It's this, um, uh, ho, 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 sensible chuckle, isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it amusing that this woman could take advantage of the man who is so clearly superior? Mm. What what fun! Ah, uh, yes. Let's get back to, it. Um, and it's like that's not that's not what's going on in the story. <laughs> like that's literally not what's going on in the story. It's yeah. not a sensible chuckle. Like she's the one who saves her people. Mm. She's the one who hatches pretty extensively. <laughs> almost like. Maybe this had happened before, and somebody's like, "Oh yeah, this lady saved us." And someone's like, "Well, if, I mean, she probably didn't have that. She probably was just operating under a man's instruction." And this one, she's like, "Okay, listen, y'all don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I am now going to wax lyrical for a chapter about what I'm going to do. Yeah. Here's, but except also, except I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I have a plan. Yeah. yeah. And then she dresses up, gets her maid servant on it, enacts the plan, which is pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like a banking on her ridiculous beauty I, I mean for those who haven't read it yet 
holy shit, every single person who sees her is like, my God, she's so beautiful. How could she be so beautiful? Literally everyone. Yeah. Anyway, so she banks on that. Um, she knows that Holofernes and his people know that she's Jewish, so she has to keep kosher. So she takes a sack with her food so she can keep kosher because yeah. she's a very pious woman. Um, she takes the food. They go out every night to go pray and see if God has said it's time yet to quote unquote betray her people. So they eat their food. The sack gets lighter and lighter, but now they've set up the whole, like they go out every night. So once she cuts off his head, when he's drunk, <laughs> he puts it in the sack and they walk out of the camp and everyone in the camp's like, yep, they're just doing their thing. They do every night. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. And then she walks back to town. She's like, Hey guys, check it out. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> like, she's it's so awesome. smart. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil the end of that chapter, which was just mind-blowing to me, too. Uh, no, I'm not going to spoil it. I refuse. Um, buy the book. Um, but but I, thinking about why those two chapters stick out to me is because I think so, – so every other chapter, it's like everything that I – it was stories that I'd heard, you know, on some level had heard and it was just like, and you were twisting them in a way that was just like, Oh shit. But like the chapter of Ashura and Judith, mm -hmm. I hadn't heard those stories. So it was just like, the whole thing was new. It, it was like reading the Bible for the first time as an adult. And I, I don't, I'll never have that experience, but it was like hearing a story like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is a story that was, you know, thousands of years old. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was a different experience for me from the other chapters while the other chapters were beneficial in terms of shifting my view of those stories. This mm -hmm. one was just like, Oh wow. Yeah. I was like, I need to break out my apocryphal books after like when I was yeah, reading, yeah. I was like, wait, I'm <laughs> missing you? out. On... What? Have you gone back and read Judith? Like itself? I have not. I mean, that was like this weekend, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I've got those books there yep, that I've got you know, need need reading yep yeah well I, I tell you what it's not very long and you could i mean you could skim it in probably half an hour or read the whole thing in half an hour and be like i mean again i do exaggerate a little bit for comedic effect <laughs> but not much. not much yeah yeah and like that's the thing like this particular book it doesn't need to be exaggerated like that's mm -hmm. that's the whole shtick yeah anyway yeah. do you do you have a favorite story in the book and I was going to amend or ask, oh. as, yeah, yeah. is there one that was maybe the most illuminating for you to research? Mm, so sure, sure, sure. If that's uh, maybe an AB question or all together, but like to learn about. Yeah. Yourself. I mean, I, it's funny. A lot of people ask me what my favorite ones are and I don't, I don't, I mean, it depends on the day. That's uh, a tired yeah. old question. That's why I want to do amend it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lucas. Whatever, Michael. Um, <laughs> Next time you're preparing all the questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, most illuminating. That's, that's a good question. Most illuminating to research. I mean, maybe Holda. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, Holda. I'm going to say Holda because, um, I love the three wise women that I talk about in there. Um, they're so interesting and I'll come back to them maybe, but, um, Holda, I had on my list uh, as I was sort of brainstorming who I was going to write about. And I was like, oh, yeah, hold on. I think I remember my Old Testament professor saying that there are some scholars who think that because, she, you know, that we have that little snippet of her um, authenticating the scroll of scripture, mm -hmm. authenticating, quote unquote, authenticating. And they, quote, found the scroll in the temple. Uh -huh. Did she write it? Yeah. 
And I was like, ooh, did she? <laughs> like, All right, let's try to hold it. So I start researching this. I cannot find hide nor hair of anyone who thinks the Hilda wrote it. <laughs> and then I found a book. Anne book. <laughs> <laughs> On Amazon, which I then realized after I purchased it was self-published. This gentleman who does believe that she wrote it, but further believes in anagramming. Which I mean, anagramming is an, anagramming is, that is a. I'm going off. Did you? Whoa! Did is you it, hear Carla? Somebody's is. Oh, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Proceed. No, I hope it's not mine. Anagramming. <laughs> anagramming. Anyway, uh, anagramming uh, is is a part of Hebrew poetry. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of a part of of uh, sort of numerology with a Kabbalah and stuff like that, but. Um, Anyway, he, he was like, oh, yeah, anagramming. So if you take Hulda and her husband's name and, like, two other words and you anagram them, you will find combinations of those letters all throughout Scripture. And I was like, let's look at all the letters. Wait, what? And so I'm like, wait, seriously? Is this, is your, this is your pitch? Wow. And so I'm, like, I, I'm reading the introduction to this, and he clearly ha- is referring to a previous book he wrote where he outlined his process of anagramming and how that's very scientific and whatever. Okay. I was not going to go buy that other book. <clears throat> but he didn't explain it in this one. He did not explain his process. He's like, but so because of the thing I do, Hulda is everywhere. And she wrote the whole thing. So that's what this book is about. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Wow. And then I forgot to return it, and so now I still own it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, some anyway. things go to half price books, <laughs> <laughs> right? Except that I don't want other people to read it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the rub. With well, those. That's kindling then. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, but I'm not a proponent of book burning. You know, some books maybe need to be burned, and that's so cool. one of them. <laughs> I really like Holda, um, and and I I lump her in with the three wise women because um, I I love this idea of sort of a, a job description probably not paid. I mean, we're not talking about like, this is the king or the, the king's vizier or whatever. Like these are, these are just like, I capitalize wise women because we always capitalize wise men. Yeah. We talk about the magi. It's like the wise men. Like, okay, well let's, let's give these women that benefit too. Mm -hmm. One of them was a witch. (laughs) The magi were, guess what? Sorcerers. Yeah. Anyway. So let's give them the same kind of. Yeah. Gravitas or whatever. And let's give them the due that they deserve because clearly within all these stories, the people who are in power were like, I need help. Who am I listening to? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's a worthy question to ask now who, you know, when you, when you are in a time of trouble, who are you listening to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and b- both recognizing who you are currently listening to and who has sort of spoken to you. Yeah. But also, as we were just talking about, like, who else should we be reading? Yeah. Who else could you add to that? Who are other wise women you could be listening to? Yeah. Whether they're male or female or non-binary. Like, yeah. who are those people? Yep. So I love that chapter. Uh, I will. Let me, I know we're running out of time, but I did want to say one thing. I know. So when I read this book, I tried to read it as someone who obviously knows you. I tried to read it from the mindset of someone who isn't familiar with you, isn't familiar with what you're doing. Um, and, and what I noticed is that it's sort of, a lot of these chapters sort of serve as a social justice Trojan horse mm. a little bit. 
because I know that we're I know that the, the phrase social justice gets a, especially in evangelical circles is kind of coming under fire. Oh, you're a social justice warrior. Yeah, like, that's a bad thing, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how you know Jesus wasn't wasn't a social justice? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you that's, read the gospel? He was, yeah. Um, and so I, I feel I tried to look at it from the standpoint of somebody you know some evangelical women's group doing yeah. a Bible study on a book about women called Brave, and and it's almost like you sort of you take these stories and you go, so today here's what that looks like, right? And right. like just with a few sentences, you sort yeah. of you sort of just kind of lob it, kind of lob it underneath the door a little bit, and just there's that thing right there. And then you go yeah. on to, to the, to the rest of the story. Like right, right. you did, you didn't beat it into the ground. You didn't, you didn't ham fist it. You just like sort of just sprinkled it in there yeah. Yeah, yeah. for people who are probably in a lot of ways resistant to that, yeah. that concept. Well, or at least in those terms they are. And there are those who would comment on Amazon and Goodreads, etc. that those things are unwelcome. Yeah, <laughs> I should not be making those modern assumptions from my terrible leftist perspective. Oh yeah. Then what's the fucking point of reading the Bible, man? Like, <laughs> if you're not going to apply, if you're not going to apply it to here. What's the fucking point? That's the point? final step I of Bible study. I completely agree. I completely agree. But I mean, I, I think the assumption is the application is what we've always been told. No, like that's that's for me. I I think I talked about this with with Esther. There are lots of ways to be a woman. Yeah, you know. feminism mm -hmm. is not about making everyone wear Birkenstocks and plaid shirts mm -hmm. and shaving the side of their head or whatever. Like feminism is about you get to be who you are. Yeah, you get to determine who that is. So if you want to wear pink fucking dresses and make pies and have seventeen babies and that brings you joy, do it. Yeah. Oh my God, I am delighted that you were delighted by that. Yeah. I would not be delighted by that. No, <laughs> Seventeen children. No, two's plenty. Um, and I don't really care for pink that much. But my point is, that's okay. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. I want you to be able to do your thing. Yeah. Um, and and like that's ultimately like when we when I write these books or when I talk to my students or whatever, like of course I have an agenda. Like everybody does. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I really yeah. care about healing. I really do care about social justice. I don't care if people call me a social justice warrior. Like fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. I would, I would like that. I would like to be known for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just lost my train of thought. I do want those things. Uh, I want, <laughs> got it. Uh, of course I have a perspective. Yeah. Of course I have a desire. Um, but overriding my particular desire and interpretation of scripture and the world is I just want people to see that there's something other than what we've always assumed is yeah. the yeah. way. Yeah. There mm -hmm. is no the way. There are lots of ways. And maybe in looking at multiple ways, you still choose the thing that you were doing before mm -hmm. because it is meaningful to you. Great. Please do that on purpose. <laughs> Not just because... It was the only thing you ever knew. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Awesome. I have All a right. quick, real quick question. Yes. Um, are you a particularly a big fan of Seal, the artist? <laughs> I, was, I was, no idea where that question was going. Um, uh, a particular <laughs> fan? No. I, because I, it just I made enjoy, me laugh out loud. When I you, enjoy his oeuvre. <laughs> when you... <laughs> When you talked about people with one name, like Sarah oh, yeah. and Abram, you talked about mononymous people like Beyonce. 
Yes. And then Seal. And I just like laughed <laughs> because I was thinking like, oh, she's going to say Beyonce and Madonna or Beyonce and Cher. Or, or Bono. Bono. Or, and then yeah. it was Seal. And I was like, ooh, oh. this came from somewhere. <laughs> I think I must have just heard like Kiss from Kiss <laughs> I just wondered. Name I was one like, other song besides that one. I didn't know if it was intended to be like to make me laugh, but it... <laughs> It made me laugh, and I I just loved I was it. like, "What's gonna make Lucas?" Yes, it was like Seal. You don't get Seal. I just references. love you choose somebody that's like a modern artist, and then you choose fucking Seal from 1995 or whenever. I mean, I guess I could have been like Wiggy or something. Yes, <laughs> no, but I thought it, I thought it was great. I just was like, "Is there a story behind this, or is it just like here's?" I mean, cool name. So, <laughs> Oh my god! I said it was a quick question. It was like <laughs> the answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you. Now, now I feel like I should go listen to all of Seal's music. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to do that. Just like the top three. <laughs> yeah, just get that. Get the Essentials playlist on Apple Music. <laughs> listen to the first half is dozen there, songs, and you're good. Is it essential? Is his essential just like a four song EP? It I might be. So. I don't know. I, it can't be. Michael wants to say something, so while he's saying it, I'm going to look up Seal's catalog. On oh, that. no. I, I was just going to thank you for coming back on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for dealing with our shit show. Uh, you're so welcome. Seal artist. Tell us. Um, what are the top three? Hang on. Essential albums. Wait, this is not what I want. Well, maybe it is what I want. Okay, let's see. We've got Seal 2. Seal, Electric Seal Team 6. Seal Electric Seal Boogaloo. Okay. So he had, yeah. So he had he had his uh, his eponymous album in 1991, Seal, then Seal Two, later, and those are it. Maybe. Okay. Nope, I'm gonna look at his no, songs. No, I'm looking at his discography. Kiss Seven from the Rose. Oh, crazy. Oh, oh yeah, crazy. So sick. Oh, fly like an eagle. Wait, covered. No. Well, yeah, I. But I, I remember. I yeah. know. I'm just saying. I mean, you do one called Human Being, and here's the cover. Wait, ring it. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't look like I know. It's a little creepy. Boy, there is a pretty extensive Seal Essentials yeah. playlist okay. here. I'm going to do it. He looks like the... Uh, Deep dive, everybody. It, <laughs> the, the cover you were talking about looks like he just came out of the Terminator ball. Yeah. He, he also kind of... He looks a little bit like um, like the, Thriller, but like also the, like oh, uh, yeah. the, the Lady Gaga... Rah, rah, bad uh, uh, he looks bad like romance. the fire dancer yeah. from Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> yeah. like, he's just kneeling. <laughs> oh, in the C in the Seal album. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, first, his his but number one most we popular going song. <laughs> number one most popular song has it was Kiss of Her uh, from Her Rose, two hundred and seventy four million plays on on Spotify. And it should be more. Man, yeah. that shit's on every Valentine's playlist. Everything. Uh, there are people like doing it to under. that song left and right. Kiss from a rose. But, okay, but what is it? Kiss from a rose. Nobody knows. It's a no. On the brain? Hold on. Let me. Spotify just added the <laughs> lyrics to this. Okay. Uh, so people listening are, are, are like frank. Like, I know the words. I know the I words. I know. This is the worst part to be a listener. The, the, the words are ba da da da, ba ba da 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 da. <laughs> is he singing to sheep or what? Ba da da da. It's a baby. Where's the kiss from a rose line? I compare uh, you to a kiss. Uh, kiss by a rose on the gray. I've been kissed by what a rose on the gray. And if I should fall, would it all go away? I've been kissed by a rose on the gray. That doesn't mean anything. What does that even mean? That's fucking nonsense. I think we need to do a Bible study. Do we need to go to Genius? 
Genius lyrics. No, All right. no. I, I she's think got, she's got shit to do. Plenty I, of airtime. Yeah, I think that's enough. Somebody just tell us on Twitter intend. what it means. I regret my decision. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't. That was great. Alice, where can people uh, follow you? Where can they can buy the book everywhere? You can buy the book wherever books are sold, and also uh, the audiobook. Where can they? Where can they follow? Follow what's going on with Alice Connor? Yeah. So. In theory, I have a Twitter, but I'm like never on it, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bother with that much. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot, uh, which is author Alice underscore underscore. Author Alice underscore underscore. That's the thing. That's my that's my author account. Uh, I also have a personal account, which is I think it's just Pastor Alice. I could look that up while we're talking. I think uh, I think Pastor Alice. I've seen that. I think somewhere. it's just Pastor Alice. At least on uh, Twitter, it is. Yeah, and I think I think Twitter is also that. Yeah, it is. It is just. Uh, it is just Pastor Alice. Yeah. Um, so Pastor Alice or Author Alice underscore underscore. <laughs> they do have different content. <laughs> Sweet, and we're gonna give away uh, three copies on Twitter. Um, and yeah, well, if, follow us on Twitter. We'll write stuff about it, and all you have to yeah, do is retweet. you have to follow us mainly because we have to be able to inbox you uh, and, and retweet. retweet. You can unfollow us after; I don't care. Yeah. But if you get the free book, whatever week. you get the free book. Sure away books. You know. yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, Thank so you for that. love the book. Yeah, yeah, it's great book. Great, great yeah. book. Looking forward, looking forward to the trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> no, hope you, I hope I, I hope you get a box set. That's what I want. I'm waiting for the yes! box set. The Alice Connor box set. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Alice. Thanks. Now that we puked in your seat, you can tell us what you think. Feedback. Um, we don't have feedback. No five stars. Okay. Uh, we do have a. Uh, we got some tweets. Uh, one tweet. Yeah. All right. A uh, uh, tweet from uh, Ryan Nelson at. Is it a jackal? Uh, 277 episodes of Pastor's Podcast, and I still pull three or four pieces of wisdom from each one. But the last episode was moment after moment after moment of vulnerability, introspection, and opportunities for growth. I loved every single minute of it. Do yourself a favor and check it out. Oh, thanks, Brian. Or Brian. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> My God. Well, Ryan L's. Ooh, Ryan. Sorry, yeah. Ryan. Um, I'm in a fantasy football league with him. Right. So, yeah. Jesus loves you, Ryan. Has anybody, got, uh, has anybody got Jonathan Taylor? Because he had a week. Uh,. I don't know. He had five fucking idea. touchdowns. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Let's yep. go straight into it. Yep. All right. I don't have a ton. I got like eight or nine. I apologize. I don't fill Brad's holes <laughs> very well. Your, you know what? Game. It's too yeah. late to apologize. Uh, it is. It's too late. Tolkien is a turf. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Hashtag velvety hedgehog. Yep. Hashtag a, dark, a darker Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Uh, hashtag we call him Dave. No, Matthew. we don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hashtag she waterboarded him. <coughs> Copperfield? No. Hashtag very shadowy. I don't even know what that was from. What the fuck was that even from? Oh, uh, the the P story. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> very shadowy. I, I heard shadowy also, labia. I was watching the, the lots, lots of butthole. The morning show. This is not a spoiler. <laughs> Stare right up in your colon. But they they said the the joke of what's uh uh. They were talking about the the show The Princess and the Pea, and they said that's Donald Trump's sex tape. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, hashtag the old pig trotters. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Hashtag Gallup Aquafina. Guy's first name was Gallup. I said his last name was Aquafina. <laughs> uh, and before that, Lucas said mineral water magnate, <laughs> which I kind of like. Lucas, what do you got? Uh, not very original ones. Tolkien's a turf. Uh, <laughs> I, we can't do that to Tolkien. <laughs> People will have to listen to find out the, the hot new scoop. We've lost from the woke. We're down to zero watchers. Bye, Tio. You. Okay, so uh, I did have velvety hedgehog. I also had velvety (laughs) head job. Um, I had pork trotters. Was it pig trotters? No, either way. I mean, pig is pork pork trotter. It was pork trotter. Okay, but I like pig trotters. Um, And then mineral water magnate. So not a not a big list. All right, I've got uh, velvety hedgehog, uh, Brad shaped hole. Yellow Niagara Falls, uh, Bruce Banner's butter. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, mineral water magnet, magnate. Bruce, Banner's I like Bruce butter. Banner's butter. Yeah, I think that's the winner. Bruce Banner's. Butter. All right, let's shut it down. Bruce Banner's butter. Uh, Wonder if it's green. Oh, uh, my name is Michael. Pencil. What are we doing? Thank you. What? What? This is what, the, what, this what, the what? outro, buddy. Dude, how have I forgotten the outro? I don't know. It's been it's been two weeks since. If you have, you have listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag hashtag yeah. Bruce, Bruce Banner's, Banner's butter. butter. Uh, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, gloriouspastors.com. Support us on Patreon to get access to our bonus podcasts by us around and help shape the content of this show patreon.com slash pastors podcast lucas allen anything you want to promote in our final seconds nope <laughs> luke allen yo on twitter nope well, it's poly named allen isn't it or is it no i think i it was poly named shore but oh yeah poly named shore that's right. i think i've gone back to the og OG. Yeah. Yo, Luke Allen. Luke Allen. Luke Allen. Yo. Thanks for the call out about my uh, long standing Twitter profile. Yeah, dude, what was up with that? (laughs) It's not still there, is it? No, I had to go digging for it because I was like, how bad was it? It was was up there entirely too long. Because I never got on. Fucking embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing, Lucas. It's just yeah. me in an orange car that says "01." It doesn't. You can't tell any other <laughs> distinguishing things about it. A nondescript "01." It's a nondescript Dodge Charger. Oh my god! It uh, just happens to be orange. Whatever. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Oh my gosh. <laughs>